0: Manadeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall.
1: Brought to your ears thanks to face to face Hey everybody, Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores here for Top 8 Magic. Uh, we don't know if we'll have special guest, cranky old man, or not today.
0: I could go over and just rap on his window if you want. <laughs> I bet that would it's get like his the attention. Worst, yeah. just
1: like the worst Sesame Street ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, this is, uh, you know, Khans of Tarkir. Are we going
0: to have a clever name? Wrath of Khans.
1: I mean, everyone, you know, I've got... How about Khan of, artist. I like yeah. Khan Artists.
0: Khans artist.
1: Khans artist.
0: Uh, Khan. yeah. How about card ta- 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 Economy? Oh how, about,
1: how about Tarkir or Levier?
0: I don't hate Tarkir liver, but what about Card Economy?
1: Card Economy is good.
0: All right, we're going with Card Economy.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, actually, I actually had a chance to see a, a lot of Cards co- of Tarkir in action this weekend. Uh, really? What the, were
0: you doing this weekend? I was at
1: the Community Cup.
0: Oh, really? Because as far as I understood it, you were supposed to be doing the World Magic Cup with me.
1: You know, so I, I had agreed a while back to do the World Magic Cup qualifier
0: you, By you, you mean we, right? We, yes. Okay. I agreed with you to do it. Okay. Uh,
1: and then, I mean, honestly, Nick and I, you know, I, you know, I was like, he's like, oh, do you want to do that? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And I'm just used to, like...
0: Saying yes to people?
1: Well, yeah, I don't... I, don't, I, I do say yes a lot. But I'm also used to, like, this, I guess, Wizards process, you know, where things are sort of booked months out, and yeah. there's all these arrangements, and, and I just forgot about it. And then I was... Came up... The Community Cup came up the same weekend, and I had to be out at Wizards anyway, so... You, you you seemed like you were more than up to the task.
0: Oh yeah, it was fun. I mean, I just
1: I, I just you got to do that. You got to do some stuff with Landy, Ho. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. We did it around with Landy. So um, I, I don't know. That, right? Ooh, I'm dropping my nice umbrella. Uh, are you picking it up for me? So my hands are full on account of I uh, have like a bunch of baked goods and iced tea and stuff in one of the hands. But I don't even know how I'm going to be able to eat this as I'm holding the recorder with the other hand. No, no, no. no, no. This, that's gonna to be too complex. You're gonna run the iPad and the recorder. Oh, uh,
1: uh, I could do both.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. What are you like a an eight armed monkey?
1: Uh, I, I, what would that cost? What would an eight armed monkey cost?
0: <laughs> I think it would cost one spider bite in 1963. All right. So anyway,
1: yeah. I mean, I
0: I, I, I hope I did an okay job. Uh, me and Lynn I don't. Did did Nick archive this? Is it? I have, I have
1: no idea. I don't know. It was Matt Mendoza was I think doing running yep. the show. I I mean he's a regular. Listener of ours, right?
0: Five Color Media, right? right?
1: Pizza Eater, isn't that Matt Mendoza? Pizza Eater. Oh, I mean, just isn't he on Twitter all the time? Don't we talk to him? He tweeted so well.
0: me, yeah, as Matt yeah. Mendoza. Um, I don't know if with his actual handle because now my Twitter has people's name instead of their handle. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't think of people by their handle so much anymore. But
1: right, um, I always meant to like. I was like, at some point, I was like, oh, I should probably change my Twitter handle to something that reflects my actual name. Yeah. But then you just don't need to. Yeah. Because it just shows up your name and. I
0: I had a dream that. I had changed my, like, online handle and persona and stuff. So, is that a weird dream? It was a weird dream. So, like, dream. I, I was just like... What did you change it to? I don't know. Brian David Marshall. <laughs> so people kept, like, at five floors, but it wasn't con- connecting to me because my name was now Brian David Marshall. Is
1: this now, like, uh, like some bizarre version of single white female? It's, like, single white manna?
0: Single... Okay.
1: <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> Cardicons of me or whatever. <laughs> it's now single white man. <laughs> Right. Mark it, single white mana, right. which is ironic as we're doing gold.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, to to end this story, uh, if you can go back and watch it, watch the Andrew Cunio round. This is like the best praise I could ever give a Magic the Gathering player. I don't. I don't know. But if I were sitting in Andrew Cunio's seat in that round, I would have lost probably badly, and I would guess that ninety nine percent of listeners would have lost. Probably badly. Right. And Kunio didn't even make it look close. <laughs> he manhandled his opponent. And the thing that was crazy was in game one, his opponent had Night Veil vale Spectre. And on two or three consecutive turns, Kunio let the Night Veil vale Spectre hit him and then just cycled the Zorius Charm. I'm like, what does your opponent have to be thinking for this to be going on, right? right?
1: So I just want to point out the confluence of events that just happened at this street corner. A sleepies mattress van just pulled away yeah. and had just delivered a mattress to Cranky Old Man. Yeah. And as the guy was driving away, the driver was checking out Hot Women on the corner of the street.
0: Well, I mean, my back was to the Hot Women. They walked by. <laughs> I saw, I saw, just I, saw saying, I saw, she was like wearing saying, a it was, sweater. It though, was just like a,
1: it was just like a, it was just like all three vectors of the podcast combining. Maybe he'll be less cranky if he's I getting love, a new mattress. I love
0: how all three vectors of the podcast doesn't include actually talking about magic. It's just <laughs> like, well, there was a truck and a beautiful girl. And there was an old man who ran us off the off the block. <laughs> and that's just like, it's been like 10 plus years. And, and now, now, after one appearance, cranky old man is oh, just a stalwart of topic. He top might be
1: hook hands. <gasps> We didn't see his hands. He I just kind of know. stuck his head out the window. I don't think
0: that Hook Hands could afford the space here, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It was a pretty expensive neighborhood. Okay. Um, abomination of. Well, oh, uh,
1: one, one just, I just. Neil Oliver, WMCQ champion. Yeah. I'm super excited for Did him. Didn't
0: he also win the biggest he Grand Prix? Won, he
1: won Grand Prix Las Vegas, finished second at Grand Prix Oakland to uh, Billy Jensen. Well,
0: well, nobody remembers second place.
1: Yeah, I do, <laughs> I do. But, uh, you know, really, really impressive young player. Uh, but, you know, I, I was just listening to some interview I guess he was doing with Ruben Bresler while we were waiting for the top eight to Oh,
0: yeah, I had to leave because I needed to So I needed to try to catch. Oh, I'll, okay, just tell your story and I'll tell my stupid bus story. Go and
1: uh, apparently, like, I don't know, all I know is Neil's talking about some story about stealing a Stoke of the Flames with his Night Vale Spectre and then casting it off of two Frostborn weirds. Yeah. In the Mono Blue deck.
0: Let me tell you. The, which is
1: pretty exciting. And, I, and kind of what I want to do in life
0: now. I don't know how Nightfall Spectre fell out of the parlance of standard play. Because, like, around Pro Tour Dublin, like, it was in all the decks, right? Mono Black had it, Mono Blue had it. It was all about Nightfall. You, you had, like, who was it? Was it Simon Gortzen giving his clinic about how Nightfall Spectre was the most important creature you had to deal with?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then people just stopped playing it. Like, it just became all about Life Lifebane Zombie and so yeah, forth. Yeah. Um, the World Magic Cup qualifier was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, like, uh, Jarvis U versus Matt Ferrando, like, Nightfail vale Spectre stole, it had, it had like a 2% chance because he only had one uh, of getting Corsair of Crufix. He casts Corsair of Crufix, gets land off Corsair of Crufix, and then gets. Quarter Calling? Court of calling, which he can now convoke because he has a green creature. I mean, it was like. It was unreal. Uh, the the Nightfail vale Spectre. But anyway, yeah. Kunu just in game one just let this guy hit him with Nightfail vale Spectre and then just was cycling his Charm. He's like la la la. But then in game two he just immediately detention sphered the Nightfail vale Spectre. It was like weird. <laughs> but like the biggest beating was like when his opponent goes Liliana five and then immediately uses Liliana five to go get vampiric tutor ability, right? Right. Okay. And So search his
1: library for card, put it on top he, of his He got library. Notion
0: Thief, which is what I guessed he was gonna get. Yeah. And he has just thought seized Andrew, right? So he's just like I guess the code is clear, so Andrew just like blithely untaps and plays Jace Five and then just mills him for one and draws a card. It's just like I, it was like the sixteen thousand dollar lightning helix basically at that point. Did you go nuts? Oh yeah, sure. Oh
1: awesome. I had All to
0: right. I had to change my pants.
1: Which is why you Ruben was doing the interview, I guess.
0: Well, yeah. Uh-huh. I actually I had so so I I I thought I was going to take the train down and I was like, oh, morning, Nick, I'm not going to be there until like 11.30 because like the 9.6 train is like $50 less than like the 9 a.m. train or like the 8 a.m. train. Then I just like got up that morning and I'm like, I wonder if I could take a bus, like a Chinatown bus. And There's an 8 a.m. Chinatown bus. And I'm like, I can't possibly make this. And my wife's like, you could make it. I'm like, really? It's like 7 something. And I managed to shower and get there. And I made it With plenty of time to spare So I took the Chinatown bus down So then like My iPhone died But Landy Ho Told me that there was Like an 11.25 bus back So that's why I didn't do the interview Or whatever I needed to get out of there like by 11 To try to Oh no
1: this was before The Top 8 interview I was
0: talking Oh I didn't see that I I know you interviewed him after Yeah yeah But so I had had to dash out So so I get back to New York About two something And I'm right there And there's a mazillion cabs And I'm like I take a cab It's probably a $10 cab Right I'm like Oh but I'm by Times Square I'll take the train so I decided to take a train, I don't know why. So I get on this subway car, and it's just me and one other guy, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is probably fine. It wasn't fine. <laughs>
1: Number of pants in the subway car? Two or less? No, there were, were full on pants. Okay. But the guy, the
0: he big. Shirts? Uh, he, first he's just talking to himself a little bit. And then I could hear what he's saying. He starts with, if you touch me, I'll kill everyone in your family. And I'm like. <laughs> well, there's no one else in the subway car but me. And then he starts ranting about like, I, I'm gonna say mental institution, but like he's like a much more technical term, which leads me to believe that he really did just get out of this institution. He was like pretty cray cray. He didn't think
1: you were the Viet Cong, did he?
0: No, he wasn't that old. Oh, okay. First I thought he was just like rapping or something, like maybe <laughs> listening to something, like these are just the lyrics of his rap music. But no, he was, you know, jumping around like a monkey, going into different seats. Telling me he's gonna kill my whole
1: family. Have you have you noticed this thing on, on like public transportation now? Like this thing with people who use their like phone or their iPad or something, and they just don't use headphones. Like they play games on full volume. Oh, I hate those people. Or they listen to music on full volume.
0: So it's like some people this is what I do. Once somebody shushed Bella when she was a baby, and like she wouldn't even I'm not like not like, shush, she'd be quiet, but like, eh, you have a baby, it's gross. So I took his Portland Trailblazers hat and threw it out the door when the door opened. <laughs> So, and I'm like, look, you can keep, especially the baby, you can get Portland Trailblazers hat. So, that was a sweet move. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> so, it's, just like, it's like, like, she didn't touch him or anything, yeah. just like horrified that there could be like a baby on the subway train, because he's so pristine in his Portland Trailblazers hat. Yeah. He's like one of these guys who has like a full Portland on-
1: Portland Trailblazer. he's like a Gabe Carlton no, he's like, but not very nice.
0: He's wearing like a three piece suit in a Portland Trailblazers hat. And I'm like, you know what? Go get, <laughs> fetch. <laughs> Dude, so then he's like, he's a guff, and he has to go get his stupid hat. And then the subway door closes, and then we drive off. It was, you know, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, Carlos coming home on the bus late from the city, like a couple couple nights ago, and she's by herself because I'm in Seattle. And someone's like got like the Beastie Boys on their cell phone, which she thinks. Yeah, and she's like, Oh, come on, you know. Why, why do people do this? She's like, at least I like this music, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not as bad. And then he's like, the police, and she's like, the police? This is good. Yeah, she like, she likes the police, but at the same time, she's like, really? Yeah. And this is like. So she's like, like, oh, you know, she's really debating about like saying something, but she's alone, so she doesn't really want to start a thing. It's late night. People are kind of drunk sometimes yeah. on the bus home, or kind of crazy. So she's like. And then, like, two stops, three stops into the bus, the guy gets off, and she just basically describes the guy as Bernie Goetz carrying a boombox. It wasn't a phone. It was actually an old-school 1980s boombox. And it
0: was Bernie Goetz? No,
1: but she described him as Bernie Goetz. I mean, d- like for, some twitchy-looking those- twitchy guy with, you know, potential hand, sidearm and
0: a boombox. For those of you who don't know, Bernard Goetz was this guy in the 80s who just killed a bunch of kids on the subway and was acquitted. Yeah. Because people said they were thugs.
1: Yeah. I have a friend who goes to some ham radio convention that he goes to. Yeah? Yeah. And he
0: was just totes acquitted. Yeah. Um, so, you know, New York City, carry a gun, kill a bunch of teenagers, it'll be like, it'll be like where, where Billy went <laughs>
1: a few weeks ago. All right. Abomination of Goodall.
0: Goodall abomination.
1: Uh, so this is, this is one of a cycle of five morph creatures that all cost clan mana and three to cast or unmorph for clan mana M2. and two, uh, and abomination of Gudol was described to me by R&D as the worst of the cycle.
0: Yeah.
1: And they said, but keep in mind they're all really, really close together. Like they're all really good.
0: Come around this way.
1: So I just realized that your umbrella is a Game of Thrones sword.
0: Yeah. I, that was a. I got my Game of Thrones sword umbrella as a gift. Um, Over here. Oh, you know this way? Sure. So, uh, I got it as a as a gift from Tony Tsai last year when, um, when I was his best man. That was my best man gift. Oh,
1: that's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. So, and it's they're all really close, and this is the worst one. And this is the worst one. So, what's the name of this? So, I don't know all the names very well yet. This is the... Uh, this is Sultai. Let me guess. I was going to say Sultai. It's a black, green, blue... Right,
1: it's Bug, bu- basically. I've already... i got to tell you, I was worried that I wasn't going to take to the names like we did with Jund and... Vant and Esper and all that, I already just call most of them by the by the clan names. I, I've, already, I've already taken to saying I'm going to build a Saltide deck. so I've I'm really, really
0: skeptical that Saltide, Teemer, etc. displace rug, bug, and junk.
1: Those are certainly the three high watermarks. Yeah. Like blue, white, red, like all American or French or whatever everyone calls blue, white, red. Look, like, blue, no, white, red, no, it's fine. There's, there's nothing iconic there. So like, I'm, Skai, the,
0: I'm the only one who even uses like racca or whatever, right? Right, right. <laughs> but like that one is, is going to be fine. But I'm
1: telling you, I'm like the buggiest.
0: And Dega is going to be fine, right? But like it's Dega, am I right? Black, red, white?
1: Black, red, white is Mardu. Mardu's already, people are already
0: yeah. sort of embracing that, Mardu. Is that Italia? Is that what? <laughs> is that what? Uh, no. Uh, Gerard I mean, calls it Team Italia?
1: No, Red, White, and Green is Italia.
0: That's Naya, dude.
1: Yeah. Why would you
0: I call so. it Italia, then?
1: I don't know. So anyway, um, so Abomination of, of Goudal, I think is pretty good. For, mostly for limited, obviously. Uh, so six mana, three, four flyer. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. So, basically, does whatever Saltai wants to do, which is fills up your graveyard with stuff. That you can then delve away to for value. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, not 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 a constructed playable card. Uh, Abzan Ascendancy. We've probably talked about some of these cards already. Um, white, I black, mean, so green. Abzan.
0: It's so much harder to say than Azban.
1: It really is, and everybody says Azban. I,
0: yep. I
1: did interviews with people this weekend, and yeah, it was Azban. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, all right, we're live. I can't correct you and say Abzan, but. It's Abzan. I would have. <laughs> is that a rule? No, I just don't want, you know, it's like whatever. It's just, I want to just keep things moving along. Uh, Abzan Ascendancy, White, Black, Green.
0: You might know this as Junk Ascendancy.
1: Junk, junk Ascendancy. I went into the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature control. Whenever a non-t- non-token creature you control dies, put a one one white spirit creature token flying out of the battlefield. It's great, obviously, just really this good. bonkers,
0: right? Yeah. So, it's kind of like a crusade. Like that like look like Hermione yeah. alright um, it's like a kind of crusade and then it has this insane ability yeah like you just never get attritioned out right yeah, you guys it's are really like really difficult ridiculous
1: like you, you, you give your opponent all these like layers that they need to deal with like they need to deal with your ascendancy and they need to deal with your creatures and you know you're just you're just putting them under a tremendous clock this card's obviously going to see play in, in constructed right? in
0: formats like what would
1: happen? Did you see it in modern?
0: What would happen if you went Voice of Resurgence, Abzan Ascendancy? <laughs> that's because that's in your colors, by the way. Uh. I mean, you just always have guys. Right. <laughs> like, is it, let's see, whenever a non token creature you control dies. So this is like goodish with birthing pods and stuff like that, yes, too, right? Yes, it
1: is very very good with. Bir- I mean, I don't know where you have the time to. Uh, where you have the time to cast it. But uh, I was just trying to see something about soul bonds from M15. Oh, never mind. Spirit bonds. That's the same thing, right? Spirit bonds. So, spirit bonds, I'm just curious, you could just sacrifice any spirit on spirit bonds, right? So if you sacrifice a spirit creature, you'd get a token and you could save another non-token creature from just dist- making it Destructible or whatever. So, I, th- I think there's that sure is way.
0: a lot of tokens.
1: It's a lot of a lot of stuff you can do. Um, yeah. So, what, what do you what do you give this card? Good. Yeah, like likelihood you'll see it in Protor, Honolulu. Is that modern? Standard.
0: Oh. Really?
1: Yeah. Less likely. You think much more likely this makes its debut in Modern.
0: I think that the mode team is going to be conservative in Honolulu if it's standard. I could see, like, people's playing this, like, straight-ported red-green or red-aggro decks in that tournament. I might be wrong. Because yeah. the, the linears are so restrictive. I think people might be a little a little hesitant because they're not sure. going to... You know, it's, like, it's way different than Procerer um, Dublin last year when the linears were just like, here is a Blue Devotion deck. And I, it's actually shocking to be talking to people that they didn't know there was going to be a Blue Devotion right. deck. Like... How could you not know? Like, I saw the card Thassa, God of the Sea, and I was just like, "This card is just so much better than all the other versions of this card right. in this same set." And like, it, we we like Nightvale Specter first since it first appeared. We didn't know where it went. Right. Apparently, it goes everywhere. <laughs> right. Like, no, we didn't know that Packrat was good enough yet. No,
1: no. Oh, like, we we talked about it because I remember I remember Paulo saying you know, that he he compared the card to, to Bitter Blossom. to Bitter Blossom early on, and then. It never played out that way, and then, and then it was that way for the rest of the year.
0: But there were some <laughs> decks that were just obvious. Like, how did you not know that there was going to be a Gray Merchant of Asphodel deck? That was like the most obvious thing. But right. a Thassa God of the Sea deck is like, you just look at the card, and you're like, yeah, definitely this is going to be a card that re- I literally said that Reed Duke will be playing at the right. Pro. Game. Yeah, yeah, we did. And I, I think I'm much more challenged by the, by the restrictive cards of this set because, like the some of them are really powerful, but then they're so restrictive. Right. So Like, that, having teamer mana on turn two, it's like, that's hard. You have to think about what lands to play. The
1: rewards are certainly there, though, right? Like, the cards that you're going to get paid off for are, are terrific. Um, I think what you're going to see is really a, a lot of people are going to go in the direction of any clan with green, right? Because you get Sylvan Carry added, and you get Corser of Crucifix and lands to really like smooth out your smooth out what you're trying to do
0: so Corsair Proofix I mean I haven't maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because I haven't bought mine yet yeah but you should go buy them right now because I think they're only going to go up in price because it's just so far and away the best card in standard for the next year because it's already the best green card. So,
1: so by the way, if you're gonna buy some, if you need to buy them, buy the two-player clash deck. That's like I, f- I bought mine at Target. Yeah. Right, and it's like it's like two decks. One's a blue de- green deck, and one's a blue green deck, and they have three alternate foil art cards. So you get a full fo- alternate art foil prophet of Crufix, an alternate art foil prognostic sphinx, uh, an alternate art some kind of hydra. And like whatever, a couple other cards doesn't matter. And then you also get a regular course of crufix in the deck. Well, how much is this deck? It's thirty bucks, but I've seen them online for like twenty bucks.
0: Well, I have to pay one hundred and twenty dollars then.
1: No, no. Well, if you pay or eighty dollars, I've seen them as low as twenty bucks. I'll tell you where off air. <laughs>
0: okay, so I just want to make sure I process this correctly because. What's a regular discourse or proofix cost me? Twenty bucks. Really?
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: I mean, then seems obvious <laughs> then. Yes,
1: it's really good. Oh, and a temple of mystery, a foil temple of mystery, alternate art.
0: Really? Yeah, it's gorgeous too. This is bonk. Can I just yeah. buy this in, like, yeah. a and regular, like regular Like, all right, we'll talk about this offline. Okay. And do so let's talk about this before this goes up because otherwise, some speculators who's <laughs> gonna buy everything. Um, uh, so so playable, but you're you're
1: wor- you're worried about
0: getting to three... I'm nine. way more interested in playing the red-green than the than the green-white-black right now. Okay. The like red-green and red-green-blue is just so... Like, but, like card synergies are so obvious and, and it's also you don't be, have to commit as hard.
1: And it's also going to be where, I guess, your 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 trio of, like, ascendancies, charms, and, like, flagship creatures line up. So, right?
0: I mean, let's just brainstorm for a second. You can go turn one Llanowar Wastes, Elvish Mystic, Turn two. Uh, Windswept Heath.
1: Fleece Mayvian.
0: No, Planes Abzan Ascendancy. That's oh, not okay. very good. No. No, you, not, don't wanna, you don't want you don't want to
1: play this on. On turn, turn three. two, no, that's right. You you want to play this like on turn four.
0: You want you have like two or three guys out when you play like you, this. In
1: fact, what you'd really like to do is go turn to. Um, turn to Brimaz, ideally.
0: Oh. That's kabonkers. That's yeah. actually, it's kabonkers, not just regular bonkers. Yeah,
1: turn to brimaz and then get in there yeah, man, and then play something else.
0: So, offline, we had a conversation about prophetic flame speaker. You can't turn to brimaz. Tell me how you do it.
1: Can I play. Is there not a green white?
0: There is. It just comes green. It makes up like green tapped. or
1: white. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Is, so, I had a conversation with Reed. Oh, that's
1: right. Reed
0: Duke about... I don't know if you haven't seen the combo yet. It's, uh...
1: I keep forgetting fetch lands are going yeah, away.
0: Dragon style... I mean, no, shock lands are mask. going away. So, I was like, is it stupid to just play four dragon style twins and four become... It
1: be, become be, immense. Become
0: immense. Just jam that eight pack into a red-green deck. And he's like, it's not dumb, but what about Prophetic Flamespeaker? So, I'm just like, a Prophetic Flamespeaker is probably a better card than dragon style twins if you're not combo killing somebody. But... You can't cast it on turn two. Right. There's no way to cast it. I'm, I think you, you guys at home, you figure out some way to get Burmaz or Prophetic Flame Speaker to play on turn two. I will steal your idea. So you
1: can go. You can go elf, uh, and then turn two. You can play like Fleece Main Lion and another one drop.
0: Yeah, but I want a turn two three drop. Right. Right. So if you get a turn two three drop, you can play.
1: Well, your, your turn two three drop is, of course, your Phoenix.
0: Yeah, but I want a hitter. I don't want just I mean, a courser
1: can hit. At three five it yeah. hits pretty hard.
0: He hit he hits like Popeye before the spinach.
1: Yeah. I mean You know we've sure.
0: done two cards now. I know. Okay. <laughs> turn
1: three I done <laughs> <laughs> turn three Brimaz is also fine. Uh I'm just saying you don't have to worry. This is not a card you need to think about playing on turn three. I mean it plays on turn four, turn five, and it's just yeah. yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. It's way breaker. better
0: if you play it later, yeah, you're right.
1: Uh, you, you just want to play it also before your opponent plays their Wrath. And their Wrath it's is, pushed, turn five, yeah. is pushed back a turn here, too. Uh, Abzan Charm, so White, So Black, the Charms Green, are just, as far as I can
0: tell, all bonkers. They're
1: all insane. They're all just like Batman's Utility Belt. Right? like You can just do anything with them. Uh, choose one. You exile target creature with power three or greater. Awesome.
0: You draw- exile them, right? Yeah. So it would undo an Abzan Ascendancy, right?
1: Yes, for that creature, yeah. yeah. Uh, you draw two cards and you lose two life.
0: I think that I will probably use that ability on this charm because it's yeah. an instant.
1: Yes, as instant, exactly. Or distribute two plus one plus one counters among one or two target creatures.
0: It's a really, really powerful card. Yes.
1: I mean, especially if, for some reason, the outlast mechanic, any of there's any outlast energy, that third ability could actually be really good. That ability to instantly sort of grant abilities to other creatures based on which outlast creatures are in play yeah. is, is very interesting.
0: So... um I think this card, it, 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 like, maybe not any deck that makes Junk Slash, Abzan Mana across all greater, formats.
1: Greater or less than Esper Charm was during its time in Standard?
0: Greater. Okay. Uh, by proportion, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, Esper Charm was played in, like, you play Esper Charm as one of, one of only two, three drops in a Mono Cascade deck, right? That was a thing. Uh, but this, like, I think just any Junkish decks in Legacy or Modern would consider playing this card. It's like just draw two cards is a really powerful ability, right? right? Um, maybe you don't play four, but I think you right. think about it. Like, right. some of these guys who play uh, these Maverick can... decks, like serious Legacy players who play Maverick decks, they make some odd choices on cards how, how and they can, they, they can justify it. Do you see them. any
1: of the Shards Charms getting played in Legacy? No. No. Yeah. But they do get played in modern.
0: Um, Junk Charm certainly gets yeah, played. Yeah, but that, that has good utility and goes to two different spots.
1: Right. Esper uh, Charm, not so much. Bant Charm, I've seen played.
0: So Bant Charm was awesome and extended, right? Right. So Andre Coimbra and Tomohiro Saito, playing that deck that Andre used to to basically uh, cinch his day three uh, right. to to make to make top eight in in uh, the Lights every year. Yeah. That was a card that was used to just break the. So yeah, Batesley Angel parody. Right,
1: so I'm, I'm curious to see how deep some of these charms go, and which ones we think are the best. I think Absent Charm is pretty solid, but not, you know, not necessarily super spectacular.
0: I like right? this charm a lot. Yeah, I, you, would you, I, I would guess you think Teamer Charm is the best.
1: What do you think? This is the most, but I mean, would you say Esper Charm is sort of the most comparable to this?
0: Well, Esper Charm's destroy an enchantment, draw, uh, discard two cards, or draw two cards, right? right yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: like Esper, Esper Charm just discard kind of like Patrick Shape. Okay. Right? This is a card that Brian Kepler would play. Okay. They're very different.
1: Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Abzan. Actually, you no. Know, Patrick
0: Sheep in 2014 would play Abzan Charm now that I think about it. It's funny. He really would. That's yeah. his thing now, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: All
0: right. So uh, well, I guess sorry. they're they're the
1: same. Abzan Guide. Uh, this is uh, this is Abzan Mana and three. It's the same as the Abomination of Noodle. we so talked about So it's six earlier. mana, though. So it's six mana in the cast or five mana to unmorph. And it has Lifelink. It's a four-four. It's you know whatever.
0: So I don't think it's really good, good enough. It's a common, right? If yeah. this were two and Abzan, I think it was probably the two and
1: Abzan to cast. Yeah, and like four to unmorph or something. And
0: like Abzan to morph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this card would be bonkers.
1: I think. Right. Just well, yeah. But yeah, as, as it is, probably Construct not going to be Yeah, yeah, pretty close. Uh, NFNs are the foremost. This is a card we've talked about for sure already four four for uh just abzan mana so i uh, mean it's just white green black and whenever it attacks put a plus one plus one counter on another target tapped creature you control
0: so in another attacking creature perhaps for, right?
1: perhaps and then if a creature card we put into an opponent's graveyard when you're exiled instead
0: this card's bonkers so it's super good right I yeah. uh, you just play this on the second turn
1: um so you can get but i thought we were so this is the guy you're getting into play on the second turn I mean, so turn, could... turn one elf off of Llanowar Wastes, turn two...
0: Windswept teeth. Windswept yeah. teeth, yeah. I mean, I would love to have this guy in the second turn, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely.
0: Like, he's pretty resilient on turn two. Right. He's black, so he doesn't die to Doomblade. Is there Doomblade right now? I
1: don't, I don't even know. I gotta I know. check. Whatever. I think there is. Shaheen was saying there wasn't, so he was lamenting it.
0: So, well, whatever. I mean, it's whatever it is that makes it resilient against removals. Wait, you,
1: you, play this on, right, you play this on turn two. On turn three, you could play... Well, permanents you don't want to play because it it's not going to interact with them anymore because it's a tapped creature. Oh,
0: because of the vidges. Yeah. yeah. But like you know, I think this seems the kind of card to me that I, I the cards I really want to play are uh the what's a Heliod enchantment? The five casting cost double crusade. What's the name of it? Oh, uh, Dictative Heliod. Yeah, I want to play Dictative Heliod. And like I, did, I, wasn't super high on that card when we first reviewed it, but now I think of it more as an overrun than sure. as a crusade because it's an instant, sure. not you know, like not just an enchantment. So you know, like,
1: the, you know, there's a dude that we can just unmorph as a one turn crusade.
0: Yeah, he's on colors that you actually want.
1: He's white. <laughs> he costs the same thing as instant casting Dictate of Heliod. Yeah, but he's not. You don't have to un-counter uncountable. Okay. I
0: want to. I want to like. Raise the alarm.
1: Yeah, so you could turn two this guy, turn three you could play um, Fleece Main Lion and something else, and then turn four, you know, you just have like absin Ascendancy, attack with everybody, put another counter, you have five counters on your stupid Fleece Main Lion. This thing's a 5 5. What
0: about running G5C, right? Like, I, I want to run at Anaphazine or whatever with Teamer Ascendancy. I feel like I feel like those guys would get along well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think there will be certainly some multicolor, more more colored decks than uh, we're used to. Uh, so we we think this guy is is Bonkers. is very playable and passes what you call the turn two test. Yeah. More so than interestingly, Prophetic Flame Speaker or Brimaz. which are both you know
0: XX to cast. Yeah, they bar- both badly f- fail the. We'll call it the Flores turn two test.
1: Okay. Uh, ankle Shanker.
0: So who said this had the best name of any card?
1: A lot of people, I, I like the name. I mean, yes. I didn't say that, but I, I really like it. Two, red, white, black, so uh, Mardu. Two and Mardu. Uh, goblin Berserker, haste. Whenever Ankle Shanker attacks, creatures you control gain first strike and death touch until end of turn. Which basically means you can't fight with them.
0: Because- you, mean you can, you, you guys can. will die.
1: Yes. It is like the movie Chucky when... Oh, no, it's not Chucky. It's Pet Cemetery. When they bury the little kid in the Indian graveyard, and then he comes back from the dead, and he cuts Fred Quinn's Achilles tendon with a scalpel.
0: Pet Cemetery? Yeah. This card's not very good.
1: Pet is not very good.
0: I mean, five <laughs> drop for two power. I don't care if it has haste.
1: I mean, it's... it's it's a pretty, like in a combat on combat. Death
0: touch of, is an ability that only matters when somebody is blocking. Sure. Okay. Like that's the first thing that, that like, and it's on, it's like, it'd be one thing, it's like on defense, if you have but death touch, the, you scare people from attacking you, what if, what if, this is a,
1: What if there's a, uh, but what if there's a deck with the ability to generate a lot of tokens? Okay. Um, and so suddenly you're attacking with all those token creatures, your opponent just has to take it if this guy's in so play.
0: I would just say this, right? First of all he doesn't. He can just trade his guys, okay? Just block. Oh, and sure, kill your guys, sure, he okay? just loses
1: his guys. You can't kill he can't kill your guys.
0: So I will just give you a different interpretation of this. Sure. Okay. It's turn five. Yeah. And your big play is a two two haste. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on.
0: This isn't even in green. I know. This card, like, is just not good compared to some... Uh, I, Here,
1: here's the thing. I, I in another, in with, another I, world, I, I might just... Dis- I, can, I can envision scenarios where this card is a nightmare to deal with.
0: I agree. And, and there are many situations in other sets where I'd be like, oh, yeah, that seems pretty powerful to me. But have you seen the high-end wedge cards in this set? Yeah. The high-end wedge cards crap on Blood Baron of Viscopa for how powerful <laughs> they are. Right, look, this guy is just... He comes on, that I, good. He comes in under. hi Yeah, because it doesn't matter. You just don't block their stupid tutu for five.
1: Have we had horse clopping on the podcast before? Well, we're, we're about, about to. We're
0: about to. So, uh, I'll just give you my, my alternate. Quick, quick. Let's talk multiple. about
1: Ponyback Brigade.
0: So, I'm doing this feature match with Landy Ho, and it's red-white burn. There's literally horses. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. Oh. And is there a girl cop on one of them? Yeah. I mean we just checked so many boxes on the bucket list at once like sit while a girl cop is riding a horse Um, so uh, there's a red white deck against Brian Brown doing playing playing uh, he called it rabble ish red it's like rabble red with more burn right so Wann's like who who is the advantage and I'm like at least 75-25 in favor of the red white kid he's like it's like, really? I'm like, yeah. So, the problem is the red white is just trying to race. He's, like, casting Chandra's Phoenix and attacking, like, against a deck that just, that's a 2-2 two, two for 3, okay? And then against a deck that makes 2-2 two, two for 1, okay? And he's, like, his plan is to race. And, like, he loses the race, right? And he, he, he loses by he he'll, he'll kill, kill sure. BBD the next turn, but he, BBD gets into exactly four and then has a stoke because that's what happens now that yeah. stoke exists, yep. okay? Yep. So, yep. and then after sideboards, Llan's yep. yep. like, well, how's this matchup our i like, it gets even worse for Mono Red after sideboarding when they bring in, bring in uh, the Seder uh, the Seder fire dancer. And, uh, and he's like, all right, what do you take out? And I'm like, Boros, Charm, and... Skullcrack are not very good in this matchup yeah. like Boros Charm's okay because you know damage output is 4 to 2 mana and plus like if they have a 4-4 four four or whatever it works pretty nicely with Seder Fighters, which they don't really have that card in, right. in the in the red deck and so the red white kid's like second turn Boros Charm your face and then he like Skullcracks him <laughs> talked to BBD after the match and he's just like I was a little confused because those are the cards that you, those are the first cards you side out and his sideboard is a nightmare for me right he's got like Chain to the Rocks and Seder Fire Dancer, so I, I didn't really understand what's going on. But in game one, like I don't think I can win if he doesn't attack me with the with the Chandra's Phoenix. Just like, you know, defensive Chandra's Phoenix is a nightmare, right? Right. Just keeps trading and then shocking my face and getting back to Chandra's Phoenix. Like I'm just gonna run out of cards. Yeah.
1: Right. So
0: I talked about this and I'm like I was like, you know, I'm not about to rip on the kid or whatever. He was, this was like a, this is like this isn't winning in in the WMCQ. Right. He beats BBD here, he probably draws into top A Right, right, right. right, right. So and he had just eliminated Chris Pacula the previous oh. one. So, and I was talking
1: to Evil, this, evil kid.
0: So, I was talking about, about the set, and, and Brian Gottlieb, who used to do a podcast here on ManagedBrave.com, I don't know if you remember, pardon the interrupt, sure. it was a great podcast. Oh, yeah. He's um, talking to me, he's like, he's like, yeah, I think that people have to teach, like, a basic principle of, like, magic microeconomics. It's just like, what do you think the maximum damage output of the red-white deck is? It's like, maybe 3.25... 3.25 points per turn for the first three turns? Like think about it. I'm like, not even, right? Like, if you're like optimal, you're like shock, Boros, Charm, that's only six, right? On your first three mana. He's like, but look at the look at the damage output by mana of the red deck, right? It's like two two guy for one, burning tree
1: or, or ash zealot. So the TLDR version of yes. this is that angle shankers, five mana to mean. To deal two damage! damage. Like you know, understood, nobody wins any WMCQ
0: matches trying to race somebody this way. Sure. Okay. Like, <laughs> it'd be one thing if this card said, like,
1: all of your guys get indestructible and vigilance right. and haste, right? So it's, it's fascinating. Like, given a choice between yeah. building a deck, yeah. let's say you have you have like yeah. this option you're to put certain cards in your deck, you're gonna play Ash Zealot yeah. over Ankle Shaker.
0: For because example. Ash Zealot's damage output is so much more I'm efficient for, for and mana.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is like a million mana to deal too. Yep. And so like. I like your TLDR version, right? So you're just not looking at any of the effects this might be having, like, the Magical Christmas Land argument, right? Like, Like, in the Magical Christmas Land where you have 10 tokens and your opponent has 10 O2s... And you're like, haha, you can't block any of my guys. That just doesn't matter because that situation is just. So, Brian G's is, is point, I think, was
0: like, if you make this basic assessment, right, of saying, like, this deck makes two power creatures for one mana. By the way, you don't ever have to invest any more mana. A two power creature keeps hitting you for two, sure. right? But this other deck makes two power creatures for three mana. It's not that the two power, powers, two power creatures for three mana is bad. In fact, the red white deck should be vastly favored if it, if it, plays, if it plays correctly. It's just that you can't race. This is a who's the beatdown argument. Right. And if you're playing the beatdown, you
1: don't want five casting cost two twos. Right.
0: That's really the thing. I mean, if you had five casting cost two twos and said all of your creatures get plus three, plus three until end of turn, it'd be a different story.
1: And and magic's not a game where you can just say, I'm going to have one of these in my deck and it's going to be my top end and I'm just going to be able to get through or force my opponent to make bad walks or.
0: But even if you were. And you're playing a deck like I guess we're both envisioning. Would you pick this kind of card over Sarkhan Dragon Speaker or Storm Breath Dragon or Dragon Style Twins, right? Yeah. Let's say you're like a red, white, black deck, right? So you I... are actually these color combination and you play cards like Raise the Alarm, Black Point Removal, Burn Cards from Red. Don't you want Dragon-style twins as your
1: five? I'm, I, well, I'm, curious. I'm I'm excited to talk about this when we talk about red. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a glut of playables at five, oh, five in is red right now. crazy right now. Where right you now. have Storm Breath Dragon, Sarkin, and, Storm Bra- and, uh, and whatever twins. Yeah, Dragon-style twins. Re-
0: literally, the first time I saw the card, Sarkin Dragon Speaker, I became sad that I had bought $160 worth of Storm Breath Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm like... I mean, I know that I've played Stormbreath Dragon a bunch of times in tournaments. It's always been good I to think, me. I think
1: Stormbreath Dragon style classes it. You think? I do. I do. I, I think, love that. Card. I feel like I feel like Sarkin is gonna gather dust for like eight months. I mean, people are gonna play it week one, but I think like if you're playing standard, you just want Sarkin I mean, over. The deck I, I mean, you want Stormbreath Dragon on the Sarkin. deck.
0: I sent you over Facebook doesn't have either one. I have Dragon sure. Salts wins at the five, and you that can only be, play so be, many fives. That would be
1: an upset. That would be a big upset.
0: Right, but I was just like. Well, if you look at what this deck can do, I mean, I think these other cards are quote-unquote better than Dragon Style Twins, but, like, this has some powerful interactions with my other cards.
1: I'm not mistaken, right? Silence the Believers is exile target creature, right? Yeah. So, so like, both Sarkin and Stormbreath Dragon and Dragon Style Twins all exile to Silence the Believers, right?
0: If only anyone played that card. Well, they're going
1: to have to play that card. There's not a lot of options.
0: That costs a million mana. It
1: costs four mana, but I mean it also it also gets two creatures at instant speed at seven mana.
0: Um, I think that you're very ambitious about your seven seven mana games. These cards are so fast. Sure. Right? And like, and all, and all the decks you and I are trading start with like four four Elvish Mystic is the first card that we're putting, sure. and like. Ag- and we're putting aggressive or super powerful cards next to the Elvish Mystic, right? Right. Like, I mean, the deck that I sent you today is like Elvish yeah, Mystic go- like uh, it's Goblin Master, right. which I'm super excited to play those cards together. Does that seem awesome? That no, does seem awesome.
1: Um, so, Armament Core. So... So, two, and then Abzan Mana, Human Soldier, 4-4. Four, four. When it enters the battlefield, it should be two plus one plus one counters among one or two, cru- two target creatures you control. So this can come into play as a 6-6... Six, six. As a 5 5 and a plus 1 plus 1 bonus to another creature, or as a 4 4 with, with two. two bonuses or one bonus to other creatures.
0: So I think probably the mode version is going to be a 6 6 for 5, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, I think this card is really good and would be highly playable in other environments, but there's just the competition at 5 is bonkers. But like you look at a card with this level of flexibility that could just be a 6 6 for 5, and like. It's way out of the range of being playable, right? I don't know if you remember. How big is, is um, Arbor Colossus? It's also 6-6 six, six, for 5, right? Yeah. So I remember when we were first reviewing Arbor Colossus, and I was like, I think this is one of my favorite cards. I think this card's really good. Think about that, right? So Arbor Colossus is a comparable card. It's also 6-6 six, six, for 5 with an ability, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And I don't think that uh, Armament Core is, is anywhere near being... Uh, standard playable. There's competition sure. at five is just too fierce. Would you agree? Okay. I agree. I, mean, I think, but in other years, it'd probably be really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Avalanche Tusker. So this is also five mana. This is a rare, where well, that was an uncommon. This is an elephant warrior. It's a six four, and when it attacks, target creature defending player controls blocks at this combat if able.
0: Is that is that compulsory?
1: Uh, you have you, to get blocked. You actually have to target a creature they they control. It doesn't trample. It doesn't trample. So you you could actually if you don't want them to block you can choose a tapped creature. Okay. And you know then they can make a decision about whether or not to block. But you know you do have if they have a legal target you have to select it.
0: I have a hard time believing this will be a playable constructed card.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean it's an insane mana commitment for essentially I mean if I'm in a color if I'm in a color combination that can make blue and red mana the last way I want to be dealing with creatures on the battlefield is by combat. Okay, like the green mana is going to produce my awesome fatty, which this guy—it's like, oh, I have an awesome fatty. Like I should be like jilting, electrolyzing the. the and you can do those things. Yeah, the hell out of their guys not combating like right. so that I'm actually forcing my opponent to con- contain my fatty.
1: Yeah, the TLDR of this card is when it avalanche rider attacks it slaps one of your opponent's creatures in the face with a glove it's like I challenge yeah. you
0: to a duel this is a... this is
1: not what an avalanche tusker elephant warrior does
0: I mean you could probably never lose unlimited <laughs> <laughs> at this card right? this
1: card's really good in limited uh bear's companion so this is this I starts like this to get very though. interesting yeah. right so now this is two and teamer green blue red uh or rug as the kids like to say uh it's a human warrior it's two two but when it enters the battlefield, put a 4-4 four, four green bear creature token onto the battlefield.
0: So it's a 2-2 two, two and gets a 4-4, four, four, so it's five total mana for six, right? Yeah. So I like this card much more than the uh, Abzan version, which is Armament four That's Abzan, right? Yeah. Okay. The Abzan version, which is Armament Core, is also six power and toughness for for uh, uh, for five mana, which included a 4-4 four, four body as part of the combination. But it's across two different cards, and I, I just see this as kind of like... The blade splicer equivalent. Sure. Um, I, I do think it's likely that competition will be tough at this casting cost, but one of the things I like about this is getting the 4 4 is really, really synergistic with uh, the teamer mechanic of ferocious. Right. So you set that up, it's self contained card advantage. Give some sort of blink, it's like making more. Yeah, more I'm, re- four, I'm fours. really
1: excited to see if there's any kind of blink synergies. Probably not in standard. I don't think there's anything that works, but there certainly is in modern.
0: I've tried to make some blink decks in modern, and I find that they're just not like you can do cool things. Like doing cool things yeah. is easy to do. Um, beating twin and birthing is hard yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gain an extra two life with my kitchen fix. Hey, yay. <laughs> yay. They're like take infinite damages. I'm like oh,
1: well. right. And there's no and there's no value in putting this card into like a splinter. And tw- I mean a. Uh, a birthing pod chain at all. Um, like, yeah, I mean, Blade Splicer obviously shines in that.
0: Well, because it's so lower on the curve, right, yeah. Right.
1: So at five, you're just getting a complex I mean, piece like, and even them.
0: think about it, like, you're like, Blade Splicer, you know, straight, the straight 3 4 is is Restoration Angel, which they already play, right? You could just fair fight. I mean, Tay Steele says people always say this, but nobody ever really fair fights with Birthing Pod. Well, that's a pretty cool, you know, fair fight scenario, right? Blade Spicer, Restoration Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, I think she makes good fights. Like no one ever really does that. Right? That's like a big lie. Right. They claim to fair fight, but they don't really. Sure.
1: So, but but do you think that, do you think this card sees a home in standard?
0: Um, I, I, I am reserved on this positively, but I think that it's better than. The rare version of the Avalanche Tusker. Right. I'd rather have. I'd rather. And, have,
1: be, and better than the comparable uh, yeah, version. Yeah. And better which than Which is Army the armor War, and this is only an uncommon.
0: Yeah, but I don't think any of them are. I don't think any of them are slam plays at at wedge because like high, again high end wedge cards are crazy.
1: Good. Right. Uh, what do you think about Butcher of the Horde? This is one and Mardu. So red, white, black. It's a demon. It's five four flying. Sacrifice another creature. Butcher the Horde gains your choice of Vigilance, Lifelink, or Haste until end of turn.
0: So I, I think this is like starting to scratch up against that crazy, crazy level of very good cards. So if you look at it from one dimension, it's a four mana, five four right, flying right. haste. What
1: what what Marshall would Marshall Sutcliffe would call the vanilla test, right? Like it's a five four for four. It's starting to be like a, just a play. And it's
0: already it. flying, right? right? Yeah. I think this card's very good for decks that can play Mardu mana. And my guess is that there are quite a few decks that are going to have like either raise the alarm or something like this that are just going to have bodies that you can just give it haste and he just gets in. Right. Or like there's just somebody that you don't care about anymore just uh, set up that way. He doesn't have to have haste, right? Right. But all the abilities are pretty
1: so he, he, are conditionally
0: he, he, relevant, right? He, like he plays offense-defense in the question mid-game. For
1: you. And this, this is going yeah. back to like something stupid like Angle Shaker. Is there any room in Standard for weird cards like this or for Bear's Companion or Butcher the Horde where they fill a role in a as a silver bullet or as a one-of specifically, not necessarily to match up against a specific deck, but to do a certain job in a cord deck? Um, like, suddenly in a cord deck we have a lot of tokens, like, getting an Ankle Shranker? Yeah, seems like...
0: I'm not courting for any of these guys. Okay. Right? Okay. Like... The closest I would cord for of the things that you're talking about would be like a scuttling doom engine.
1: Okay, like that's as
0: bullish as <laughs> I'm willing oh, to get right good. now. <laughs> right, like the kind of things you want to cord for in a token deck are more along the lines of Perforos, right? Okay. Like you can court for Perforos, even though it's really non-intuitive because he's not always even a creature yeah, when he yeah. comes into play. But then, like you're spitting that's out what? goblin Purphoros. tokens.
1: Perforos might be really good with Mardu. Holy cow! Holy cow! Yeah. I hadn't
0: even they match about on it. colors.
1: Yeah, Perforos might be insane with Mardu.
0: Right, like. I mean wouldn't you uh, Matt, just for sake of argument you really rather have ankle shanker in your token deck than perforos?
1: No.
0: All right? Like it's yeah. or if you want to pay 5 like uh dictative heliod I would much rather have in a token deck than ankle shanker. Okay. Okay.
1: Or 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 dictative um... Erebos.
0: Dictative Oh, dictative Erebos! Oh
1: man. That card's also very good.
0: Yeah, in a deck where your guys are much crappier than your <laughs> opponents guys.
1: <laughs> um Okay. So, Butcher the Horde playable, but... I think it's good. Like, he fit, he, fit, he fits in the Desolation... In the Desecration Demon slot, right? Um, I think... Sort of. I think he's, like, probably
0: superior to Desecration Demon.
1: Yeah, because your mean, opponent can't interact with Yeah, him I mean, like...
0: You know, like, all the time, you're just like, Alright, sacrifice my Cloudfin Raptor. Kill right. you. You know, it happens all the time. I mean, uh, Neil in the final, I think he sacrificed Thassa.
1: Oh, he did. He did, yeah. yeah. I was watching. I was like,
0: so, um... Chief of the Edge. I like a lot of the uh, the Orzhov two drops.
1: Uh, first, let me tell you something. When you go to your pre-release, uh, if this is up before you're playing in the pre-release, which I think it will be, look at building two-color decks. Yeah? Yeah. And, and especially if you get to draft, I think look at two-color decks also. I think you can play really, really solid two-color aggro decks in this draft format. And Chief of the Edge is a big part of that.
0: People are going to be, like, stumbling on the three-color oh, decks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People
1: are people are, people are going to be greedy, 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 greedy with their mana and splashing a fourth color, so, I'm, I'm, strand all sorts of cards in their hands. Like, you're going to strand third colors in your hand, but you're going to also strand fourth colors in your hand. So, like, you know, and, and the mana is a, a little tricky to work out. So I, I think that if you can build a two-color or, like, two-color and your splash... For your third color, you know, your third color to fill out your clan is morphs. Uh, you know, morphs that you that have a great ability when you flip them over in the mid to late game, or um, you know, like a really powerful charm or something like that that you know you can you know use as a game breaker at the end. Yeah, I think that that's really good, but I I don't think you want to be like I don't think you want to be splat unless your man is great. Like I think the ascendancies are going to be like a trap for a lot of people yeah. at the pre-release, and I think cards like Chief of the Edge are just going to punish you. So a human, a human warrior for white black, uh, other warrior creatures you control get plus one plus zero.
0: So and there's a
1: lot of warriors in this set.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I, I think that it's very likely that this will be a playable on two, right? Yeah. Like so compare him to um, uh, what is it? Cabal, what's his name? the the one that. Is 2 and gains protection when you sacrifice.
1: Oh, Cartel Aristocrat? Yeah,
0: Cartel Aristocrat, right? this card's so much worse than Cartel Aristocrat? Not really, right? Yeah. I mean, Cartel Aristocrat eventually gets you, right? But this guy's like, you build your deck a certain way. Does Brim as a warrior? I think so. I, th- I mean, you, know, you can't look him up. I mean, that's I mean we could a
1: preview show, we could look it up. You know, not a lot of stuff makes... You know, a lot of the tokens are not...
0: Or cat something. No, yeah, he's a soldier. Oh, soldiers in war. So yeah, I mean, he's not a combo with Brimaz, but I, I, I think like you might still play them together, right? I think sure. that black white aggro is probably a thing. Sure. I I could see playing this card. Yeah,
1: Chief of the Scale is the flip side. So he's a 2-3, and other warrior creatures you control get plus 0, plus 1. The two of them are in play together, they're both 3-3s.
0: So interestingly, Chief of the Scale is actually much better than, uh, what's his name, Chief Chief of the Edge Edge, a lot of the time. Yeah. The 2-3 for 2, it's pretty efficient.
1: Uh, We we were talking about it a little bit this weekend. I think I would pick Chief of the Scale over uh, Chief of the Edge just in draft, just because of, like, this guy trumps your morphs. Trumps your opponent morphs, just like... On turn two, I feel like, uh... If you have a
0: lot of removal, Chief of the Edge is better. But yeah. if, you have a, if you don't, then Chief of the Scale is probably better.
1: Yeah. Uh, Crackling Doom is a card we've already talked about. This card is crazy.
0: crazy. So it's a Mardu, is that yeah, right? that's right. It's Mardu for, Instant. you know, three mana. And So Crackling Doom deals two damage to each opponent. Each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among the creatures. It's just bonkers, right? It's, yeah. It's like... Edict plus it's like It's insult. like a
1: reverse edict, because it's always going to get their, like, best, biggest creature.
0: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. All right.
1: So, yeah, just play in this card. I and
0: mean, this is, like, one of the main reasons you would play Mardu, I think, that card. Um, what, uh, what's its commonality? Uncommon? Rare. 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 Yeah. That's a weird rare, though. It is so. a
1: weird rare. It does. It I, does that, feel...
0: that card smells uncommon to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I had the same exact yeah. reaction. Um, Death Frenzy. So three black, green, sorcery, uh, all creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Whenever a creature dies this turn, you gain one life.
0: What a weird card. It is
1: a weird card. Um, you know, obviously does not hold up well against cards like Drown in Sorrow or Infest.
0: At instant, what do you think?
1: At instant? I, I, I'm i going to tell you a secret, though. Okay. In Limited, this card might be a first pick. Yeah? Yeah, it's really good.
0: It's really good against morphs when your opponent doesn't know what's coming.
1: Yeah, it's it's just... This is this is like the Saltai's best hope. Right. Like, if this- you're a Saltai mage, yeah. let me tell you something. You better just slam one of these because you're going to be under siege from stupid Mardu jerk faces who are making tokens and doing all sorts of stuff and unmorphing their ponyback brigade. And you're like, oh god, they're going to have a trumpet blast next turn, and I'm just going to be dead. And you're like, rip. You're like, ooh, death frenzy. Gain eight and kill your board. But
0: this card like badly fails the Savage Twister test, right? So like yeah, Savage yeah. Twister is like a little too expensive to play. Yeah. <laughs> this is even more expensive yeah, than yeah, Savage no, Twister. I I
1: mean I agree. This is not a constructed card at all, but a card to card to keep in mind at your eye on limited. And if you're thinking it's an expensive and fast, you're right. But I think against Jeskai and Mardu, this card is just spectacular. And it's good against everybody really, because you can get two morphs quite often
0: with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And getting some life is good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not good enough for Constructed.
1: Uh, deflecting Palm. Uh, I saw I saw Gavin Verhey talking about this card today and uh, seeing it as a... So Guy is play red, about.
0: white, blue, right? Yeah. So Guy so is like... Um, they're like Kung Fu, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So the next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. If damage is prevented this way, Deflecting Palm deals that much damage to that source's controller.
0: I think... So it's will deal damage to you this turn. Oh, it's not just deals damage.
1: Right.
0: Uh, So I I think it was deals damage instead of to you this turn. This card would be very good. sure, sure. I think it's probably not very good then. Right, it's like an honorable passage that doesn't work half the time. Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can't save your creature with it, but if you're going to die, you can...
0: Yeah, I mean, but the reason that cards like that are playable is because... But
1: you were just talking about, like, oh, you're at four, and then when you're at four, your opponent's going to always have Stoke the Flames. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, like... By the same token, you can say like, "Well, sometimes my opponents are at three, so I want a lightning bolt them." I agree. And then you say, "Well, sometimes my opponent has a lightning bolt, so I should have a healing solve." Is not an argument <laughs> I'm willing to take. Okay, continue. I don't think this card's very good.
1: Okay. What, uh, what do you think? I, I think it's. I can see this card coming in out of some sideboards. I don't know. I don't know what the format's gonna look like. It's not. It's not the kind of card I was giving much thought to. But like, Gavin, you know, someone... I mean, he's a lot of future future league seem to think it was a constructed playable card. Sometimes some, I'll take his somebody has a
0: divert and they show me the divert with their, with their Delver of secrets when they flip it. Yeah. And then I just wait to have my mana untapped when I cast a lightning bolt effect. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's like, I mean, this isn't my first rodeo. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're losing to these kinds of cards, it's either in the context that they really, really wanted to beat your burn deck... Yeah. ...which people don't typically want to do because they don't respect your burn deck... Right, yeah. ...or, like, you weren't paying attention. Like, that that's usually what happens. Uh, so, Dune Blast...
1: Four Abzan. So, four white, black, green. Sorcery. Choose up to one creature. Destroy the rest.
0: Um, I am super maybe on this card. I like the ability to keep my Sylvan carry added... ...slash, sure. uh...
1: Course,
0: Kruvix. and play this in a control build. Seven is a ton when you're under threat.
1: Pick, picture some scenario where you have an Abzan ascendancy.
0: Yeah.
1: You're like, okay, uh, my guy lives, these of my guys dies, all your guys are dead, and I get all these one-one spirits. Do the Abzan
0: celebrate Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I agree. I think they do. Yeah? I think they do. I would guess that you would guess that they do. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, a free Weapon Master.
0: This card should be way awesomer than it is for so that this name is, and that this art. Is, this
1: is the Jeskai uh, Common Morph. So it's three uh, and then Jeskai. Red, uh, blue, red, white. Four, three, first strike. Uh, when it enters the battlefield or is turned face-up, another target creature you control gets plus three, plus zero until under turn, and then it unmorphs for five mana, two in Jeskai. I mean, plus three, plus zero
0: one uh, time is is fine we're talking about constructed here yeah so, no i mean obviously you play this in limited but like that's a cool art it's a great name it's got a gold border it's got this cool what what is it a, a con badge yeah. it's not like a guild badge what is like it a, yeah, a clan badge a clan badge i feel this card should be awesomer it's not as awesome as i want
1: to be uh flying crane technique
0: this card's you were, rare. You were,
1: you were looking for your overrun. Yeah. This may be uh, this may be that overrun. Three, blue, red, white. So three in Jeskai, instant. Untap all creatures you control. They gain flying and double strike until later turned.
0: What a dramatic card for limited sometimes. <laughs> Just, it's not likely this card is going to see constructive play. No, no way. I mean, decks that want to overrun don't make red, white... Blue, okay.
1: Well, but, but Jeskai is supposed to change the paradigm for what a red-white-blue deck looks like.
0: I would guess that that doesn't happen. I would guess that, like, there's all kinds of stuff that they try to, to change things around, and then they just, like, blue just takes the best thing from that color, and then just sure. does whatever they were going to do anyway. Sure, sure. I, there's All right, let's imagine the best-case scenario with this, right? You have a bunch of guys from Brimass, Okay. I have a sweet Brimaz deck are you honestly telling me that I'm now in red white blue instead of like black white that's really or, or like okay I'm in a situation where I'm making a bunch of guys and I want to overrun are you honestly telling me that I'm going to play this mana instead of some combination of green or heavy white mana it's just I don't think that's going to happen so it not doesn't exa- even boost the guys it just gives them double strike yeah. if you're a token deck that means that they get a whopping two sure okay like
1: eh eh okay
0: not what I mean, if, and it's
1: and your and your dragon twin warriors already have double strike. I mean,
0: I mean like it's just I don't think
1: <laughs> and don't I think, think the idea is also supposed that if you're playing with like guys that have prowess, but they're getting a bonus, you're gonna
0: get a whopping plus one on six. yeah, no, it's not good.
1: Uh, high Spire Mantis. This is an uncommon.
0: Did John Becker like this card? Do you think?
1: Uh, I think he is are upset mantis that it's not a...
0: similar to spiders.
1: No, mantises and spiders are, I think, natural enemies. They're
0: enemies. So he doesn't like flying. He just has the ability to
1: walk. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and this has this this has my favorite my two of my favorite abilities together: flying and trample. So which Marshall Seacole has taken to calling flample?
0: I mean, typically, if you have one, you don't need the other. Yeah, but hey. Got them both.
1: Flample. So it's Uh, Boros 2. Yeah, Boros 2 for a 3-3 Flampler. This is basically like, um, this basically feels a little bit like uh, Assault Zeppelin.
0: I mean like in limited take it high, right? I mean I would be very happy to have this card. card.
1: Assault Zeppelin with easier mana.
0: And can block. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I mean take it high. Probably win a lot of games.
1: Yeah, but not not a constructive card. Uh, Ice Feather Aven. Speaking
0: of which, how about this? You think this is a construction uh, card? I do.
1: I love this card. Yeah. I love this card. Um, green blue for a 2 2. Flying Bird Shaman. It has Morph. When Ice Feather Aven is turned face up, you may return another target creature to its owner's hand. Uh, it unmorphs for Simic in one. So this s- card's just awesome.
0: strictly better than a Gaia Skyfolk by a mile. Yeah, it's like Gaia Skyfolk made sweet love to Mana War. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, and then a weird bird popped
1: out. Yeah, I, I, I actually uh, had a chance to play with this card. We we did a little, we you know did a little seal deck thing on the client that we were using for the community cup, and I got to you know it was like over Scotty Mac's shoulder and got to unmorph one of these through him. Yeah, and it was exciting.
0: I think that there's probably a deck that would want to play this. Sure. I think this is a. I think this is, at the low end, a very interesting card. Yeah,
1: and you know what? This card, th- this card is like kind of like it, it, it buries the lead. You could just play it as a two-two flyer. Well, I think that two. I would
0: mostly just play it as yeah, fly yeah, a flyer yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I really like this card. Uh, Ivory tusk, four So
0: this is a bonkers card. Right? Yeah. This so is- this is where we're talking about when we said like some of the some of the wedge cards are really overpowered. Five, five
1: mana for 11 power and toughness. I'm sorry, 12 power and toughness. So
0: it's, let me see if I get this right. Absan, Absan 2, for a 5-7 for five, right? Yes. Untap each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it during each other player's untap step. So if you have no other creatures that have, if you have no creatures, him or anybody else, plus one, plus one counters, it's still a 5-7 for five. Right. But if you're playing with the guild synergy what is it clan synergy yeah. if you're playing with the clan synergy at all you have a potential to basically like an
1: Abzan ascendancy
0: or maybe you have like I mean if you have like elves isn't this like Abzan ascendancy with a with a elvish mystic or
1: or uh isn't
0: this like now a prophet of crufix as well yes sure yeah I mean I think I think this card is really explorable.
1: Yeah, and again, you know, you can probably get it into play. On you can actually get this turn thing into three. play on turn three. Yeah, pretty That's reasonably. Pretty easy, yeah. And then just drop a, an ascendancy and go it's to pretty, town. Yeah.
0: It's just a good card. Can anyway. we play
1: this with Prophet of Grixis? Can we just get it all in there?
0: They're pretty greedy, um,
1: Jeskai Ascendancy. Okay. So, Jeskai Ascendancy is pretty interesting.
0: Well, so, I, I didn't really... Because you have nice big pictures on your iPad. Yeah. And I just look at the small pictures on my computer for the most part. Yeah. I did not realize that the Jeskai are actually, like, not just ninjas. They're, like, they're like Shaolin monks, rather. But then a combo of, like... Shaolin monks and then like Afrits and Jinns yeah. shouldn't they be way more powerful than the other clans
1: they they should be I mean their art is also kind of badass on them right like it's the best art out of any clan
0: yeah but like Afrits and Jinns are way more powerful than just like an elephant right so like think about D&D stats like, I, would,
1: I would totally watch this cartoon yeah by the way. like I would totally watch the Jeskai cartoon, guy Warriors. Wouldn't you watch that?
0: Yeah, it's like a, probably like one of those Hanna Barbera cartoons from when you were a kid, yeah, like yeah. Hercules. Uh, very
1: Alex Tothy looking designs here.
0: So the, a freak on the right hand side. Do you like the Hawkeye a free or something? Um, yeah, like this should be like way more powerful. Like think about it. Like one guy's got an elephant, which is basically a three-three. The other guy's got the ability to grant a wish <laughs> <laughs> or three. Um, yeah, so anyway, their ascendancy...
1: So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, creatures you control, get plus one, plus one until end of turn, untap those creatures. So it's a pseudo... Um,
0: untappy tappy. It's a
1: pseudo-prowess. Yeah. And then whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card.
0: I don't like this one. I think this is the worst ascendancy. Okay. I think the combination... Best
1: art, worst card?
0: I think that the forced combination of playing a lot of creatures and then playing a lot of non-creature spells to give them prowess bonuses is that it's just like... Heroic. Remember, I was like, well, heroic seems cool, but you can't actually do it in real life. Right. And like, because there's just no combination of lands, creatures, and buff spells that actually comes out into becoming a, a playable deck. You're just going to have all these hands that are just all buff spells and no creature. Right? right? This is the exact same thing as that. Like, it, it, you could do it, but the payoff has to be substantially better. If all the Jeskai guys were kiln fiends instead of plus one plus one, there would be some kind of burn spell people, uh, burn sure. deck that people would want to play. But like for plus one, plus one, you're like overpaying for some dorkest blue guy. And then, what are you okay. getting out of it?
1: Well, let's let's look at a good spell for Jeskai to cast. This is a nice Jeskai Charm, blue, red, white. Choose one. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. Uh, Jeskai Charm deals four damage to target opponent. Uh, a spell that you're fond of casting. And creatures you control get plus one, plus one in game lifelink link until it returns.
0: So I was just look at this card and say, this is a perfect example of how Jeskai doesn't change the paradigm for blue-red. Right? If you're a blue-red-white deck, and you're like, oh, I'm a blue-red-white control deck, do I want do I want creature removals? Yes. In fact, is this a thing that makes uh, resilient creatures not have their not have their like normal resiliency, like for regeneration or indestructibility? Why? Yes, it does. Like, oh. Interesting. It's never dead because I can just bore It's like it's like Azorius Charm and Boros Charm. I'm like, oh well, what's the one thing that blue, red, white creature decks are always like probably really worried about against certain kinds of decks? Not having enough life. Well, I'm gonna have like some guys in my deck. Like, even if it's just Elspeth tokens, like <laughs> Swing Life Link. Like, this is just exactly the kind of card that reinforces right. the stereotypes of blue, red, white. Not like actually changing the paradigm of blue, right. red, white.
1: Okay. So, but you you think this card? It's like super, super playable. playable. Uh, Keru Lichlord, Lord. Uh, it's a Eye card. So I three. Zombie Wizard four four. So kind of below the curve. Right? We've seen some bonkers cards at five mana. Yeah,
0: it's Dirkwood Boar size. Yeah, for six. Oh, it's six? Yeah. Oh, that's really way below. Yeah, that's the curve. what I'm saying. I, I don't know if I. I mean, I don't even know what the text box is, but you don't pay six for four four. The,
1: the text box is at the beginning of your upkeep. You may pay. Oh. Two and a black. Yeah. So already, so it's like we've, nine. Sunk, we've sunk nine <laughs> yeah. mana into this. By the time we get to untap with it, if you do return a creature card at random from your back graveyard to the battlefield, it gains Flying, Trample, and Haste. Exile that card at the beginning of your next end step. If it would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else.
0: Man, that's a whole lot of text for something I don't actually want to do. <laughs> Yeah, right? I, Like it's super powerful in very narrow situations, but you're, like you said before, you gotta put nine mana into people,
1: it. People have been assuming that I, I'm gonna love this card, and I don't, I don't love this card. Shrug. Uh, Kintree Invocation. Green, black, sorcery. Put an XX black and green spirit warrior creature token onto the battlefield where X is the greatest toughness among creatures you control. This seems good with a Corsair of Crucifix.
0: So you basically have to have a guy, right? Yeah, you have
1: to have like a Sylvan Carry added or a coarser of Crufix to come out ahead you know with a 3-3 yeah, or a 4-4 I,
0: I feel like this is kind of comparable to a call of
1: uh, the concla- call no concla- I would say
0: more comparable to like a a Phantasmal image sure right which is a very good card yeah Um, I, I don't know it seems tough to me right like I'm not the kind of guy who wants to get mana efficiency like three turns into needing a mana efficient card right so I think probably right. Right. on
1: turn two this does nothing
0: yeah I don't know
1: so this, this reasonably this card costs four, right? Like in terms of like being able to play it. On yeah, the down
0: payments and yeah, I don't know. I I think I think probably if you're like playing some sort of situation where you need to block a bunch of little red creatures, maybe it's good.
1: Your 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 best hope is I think your best uh, expectation for this card is with a uh, Sylvan Caryad your opponent can't blow you out in response. Yeah,
0: then you have like a 3-3 three, three for two. Yeah. That's like I'm, barely I'm, a playable card. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that's the best case scenario I can really see for this.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that.
1: Okay, how about Mantis Rider?
0: <sighs> well, I did win estates with a worse card yeah, so than this. <laughs> <laughs> so Mantis Rider is Jeskai. It's yeah. red, blue, white for 3-3 Flying Vigilance Haste, so it's basically Lightning Angel with one less toughness for a full one less mana. Do you ever ask me, hey, would you give up a point of toughness for less mana?
1: I would say, sign me up. This card is insane. I mean, you'd probably be looking, as a 3-1 Flying Vigilance Haste, you'd probably be like, I think this card might be okay.
0: So, the thing is, I'd be skeptical of a 3-1 Flying Vigilance Haste, because I don't want a one toughness Vigilance creature, but... I mean, if you only made it, like, a 3-1 Flying Haste for 3 yeah, <laughs> with no Vigilance, I'd be like, I'd really think about this card. <laughs> but it, now it's, like, actually 3-3. Like, this card is really, really good, I think. But, again, I don't think this changes the Jeskai paradigm. I mean, the, it, it, how, how are you saying it? Like, it changes the paradigm for, like, what a blue-red-white blue, blue sword of Yay. deck is. I think this is just a red deck card, and you just make your red deck mana able to cast it. Sure. Or like maybe like a white like a Boros Beatdown it deck feel, that can splash blue. It,
1: feel, it feels a little bit like and I'm not saying that it's comparable in power level. But it feels almost like a legacy card, like in the sense of like yeah, it's here's like a this, Delver. Here's this Delver thing yeah. that I've put out. Now I'm gonna protect it. It's or not fin-
0: that good. I'm gonna it finish you with a little burn, and I'm
1: gonna protect you with a little control. You know, I've got a swords of some kind. I've got a mana leak of some kind, and a lightning bolt of you some kind.
0: You for sure could not have put this in one of the green wedges. <laughs> that's
1: all I know. <laughs> um, do you like this card, though? You think?
0: I'm gonna make my deck is gonna be like, uh, drag mangler, this guy, <laughs> and uh, uh, what's the one that's like gruel, 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 <laughs> three, three, wither haste. Oh,
1: uh, Bogart Ramgang. Yeah, Bogart
0: Ramgang, this guy. Drag Mangler. They're all gonna make a club. Um, I like this card a lot.
1: See, you think we're gonna see this in Hawaii?
0: Um. I mean, if if there's like a real Jeskai deck for sure. Okay. But I, I'm not sure. Like I, I said, it's not like with Mono Blue Devotion where you look at these cards and you're like, yeah, for sure. People. I still don't understand how there are people who did not know that there was going to be Thassa's and Master of Waves. Like this is just obvious that these would be the next. Right. I feel. Right? Like, I
1: feel like we're being led down a path of like these are all good stuff decks. Yeah. With with like without linears, right? I think that. Yeah, Unless, but I, I
0: don't think this is really a, like I think this is just like you make your red deck able to cast right, this and then you have saying. a great payoff
1: I'm saying right I'm saying you just, like, you're just like you just going to play it's just like this actually I would not be shocked to see Paul, you know, Patrick Chapin like do super well at this next pro tour because he's just like I'm just going to play the best creature at every drop and make my mana work
0: yeah I wonder who taught him that <laughs> uh, Mardu, you could find out if you bought his book next level deck building <laughs> he, he would tell you who taught him that
1: uh, Mardu Ascendancy Red, white, black. Whenever a non... This card is bonkers. Whenever a non... It's not even
0: the best Ascendancy.
1: It's so good.
0: It's way better than Jeskai Ascendancy,
1: though. Uh, whenever a non-token creature you control attacks, put a plus one... Put a one-one red goblin creature token onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. And then it has some more text. Uh, Sacrifice Marty Ascendancy. Creatures you control get plus zero, plus three.
0: You like this one a lot? I love this card. Would you play Mardu Ascendancy and Mantis Rider together? Yes. Because I would. I would.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or they,
0: they actually overlap two of the, two of the two of their colors. Yeah. They're like both um, red whites. You can I don't know find a find a home for find a, for blue, find a blue black
1: temple or yeah Mana is going to do a yeah. lot of hard work. Yeah, I I love this card. I I'm really excited to see you know think about this in the rabble red decks.
0: Well, a lot of their attackers are.
1: You're just making bobbled. more attackers. Who cares?
0: No, they're not triggering.
1: Yeah, but who cares? You, I'm just saying you can still have a deck where you're just, like, going over the top on, on your rounds. You're not going
0: to get an argument from me that this isn't a very playable card if you're in Mardu colors.
1: Yes. Uh, Mardu Charm. Uh, red, white, black. Instant. Choose one. Mardu Charm deals four damage to target creature. Keep. Excellent. Yeah, keep. Right, keep. pick. Put two 1-1 one, one white warrior creature tokens onto the battlefield, and they gain first strike until end of turn. Which is going to be a very playable mode and surprising. I mean,
0: like, a ton of really good players just played the card Midnight Haunting.
1: Yeah. What? And then target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-creature, non-land card from it. That player discards that card. So, I mean, you're Planeswalker. Instant walker. Arrest. Yeah. Instant Speed, Planeswalker. Like, during your draw step, after you've drawn, let me see your hand. Oh, you drew... You know, think about the situation you just talked about with... With uh, Liliana at the WMCQ. It's like, I set my Liliana up. I'm going to put a card on top of my library. Okay, yeah. draw. Gimme.
0: I mean, you know who would, like, I think of this card as being a quintessential Andrew Cunio card, even though sure. it's not blue. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the kind of guy who angles all these different ways to beat somebody.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think this card's, all, I think all the, I think, like I said, I think all the charms are super good. Um, Mardu Rough Rider. I actually
0: haven't seen this card before.
1: Two and Mardu orc warrior whenever mardu rough rider attacks target creature can't block this turn it's
0: actually way better than a bunch of the rare ones (laughs) like I mean I don't think it's good enough for construction because I don't think that those colors want a five drop if he
1: had haste like if he was like haste and something can't block
0: but the the rare one who actually has haste is way better than yes like I, I don't know I think it's pretty pretty cool art too who did it kev walker oh well
1: probably constructed playable (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this card. I just don't think that they want this card at five. Sure. And like it is, I mean, in limited, like you're just going to demolish it. But this is like basically a Scuttling Doom Engine that's not in green. Yeah. So, I think I think of Scuttling Doom Engine is the kind of card that maybe like a deck with a lot of black mono would want to cast, or a deck with a lot of green mono would want to cast. But probably not in a lot of other decks. Yeah. But... And this is like your black deck is we're now required but... to have red and white mono to cast the Scuttling Doom Engine. I don't think that's going to work.
1: Yeah. Master of the way. Three U B three U R for a sorcery. Draw a card. Master master the way. Deals damage to target creature or player equal to the number of cards in your hand.
0: Um, so very this reminiscent
1: is... of Blast of Genius, uh, Riddle of Lightning. Uh, all these sort of other cards that are oh, not playing way
0: well. worse than those cards. It draws one card. It
1: draws one card. You know what your damage output is when you cast this. Okay, it kills creatures. It's
0: five. Some of this is okay. Some of it's pretty bad. I,
1: I don't know. Can you like? Can you imagine? I could I could imagine a scenario where you're like opponent like, just end of your turn, stroke a genius for ten, untap, master the way you for twelve.
0: I mean, if this card was like instant, draw two cards with the rest of this text, I would be all over it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I, I I'm kind of skeptical.
1: How, how do you like this card for limited?
0: Oh, I probably take it. Right. Right.
1: Uh, what about Mind Swipe seems like a very Michael J card
0: so it's
1: is it X yeah is it X
0: is it X why yes it is Mm, yeah Uh, counter target spell unless its controller pays X Mind Swipe deals X damage to that spell's controller and it
1: deals X no matter what right like unless this spell is countered even if they pay they still take X
0: yeah um, I'm gonna uh, this is like exactly a, a Michael J card in that like the BDM versus Michael J. Pilgrim's eye argument, where I say I would never play it, and then like it's my favorite card. All
1: right, picture this following. It's
0: rare. Yeah, probably. Picture the following
1: scenario: it's some kind of red burn, red blue burn deck, or something And you Oh have, wait, I could. You have a Seder Fire Dancer in play. God, I love
0: this card. <laughs> well, you know, I, I didn't actually tell you this, but like the one of the decks I'm like super leaning towards trying to make is just like updating the red burn deck. But like, there's no War Leaders Helix, right? Right. So I'm like, oh, so I'm not even obligated to play white. What should I play? I'm like what if I just played the Red Bird deck with four copies of Karanos? <laughs> but it's like, Mono Karanos deck. Like, this, so if I just took out the War Leaders, Helixes, and Boro's Charms and played this and Karanos, so I have like, Karanos at my five, is that just like the best deck? Is it just to defeat all the opponents?
1: I love making people take X! I love it so much! This is my favorite card, Brian! <laughs> Mine's but it's, it's not uh, It's not drawn by Kev Walker. But it's, but, it, but what happens when they have to cast a card and then you're like, take this many
0: damages. Yes. Yeah, oh wait, and then I could play it with my master the way <laughs>
1: they would all be friends. Yeah, I, I, I like this card a lot. I think it's really It's really good.
0: It's really good.
1: Uh, I'm so happy that we agreed on it now. Because <laughs> at the beginning, I was like, it's like Pilgrim's Eye. And then when I played Pilgrim's Eye, I won that 5k. Uh, Everything turns out great. <laughs> Narset, Enlightened Master, fittingly. And in this. I feel session, this card should
0: be, like, way better, but three, it's still okay. Three
1: Jeskai, first strike, Hexproof. Whenever Narset attacks, exile the top four cards of your library until end of turn. You may cast non-creature cards exiled with Narset this turn without paying their mana costs.
0: Man, it has, like, Hexproof. If it had Flying... I would be all over this card,
1: right? But it's just gonna get eaten. has right, first strike.
0: Yeah, but three power first strike. Yeah, you're talking about battling with sixes, right? Again, I'm not even convinced it's that good and limited. Right. I mean, you would play it, right? But right, like, right,
1: like how many non-creature spells are you gonna hit? Yeah, then like,
0: it's just like if it, it. Like, first of all, she looks like she's flying. Okay, so that pisses me off. <laughs> I feel like this card should be way better. It's like they're mythic rare.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whereas we have a common coming up that I think is. In Mardu, which I think is better than Narset, Ponyback Brigade, three red, white, black, so three Mardu. When Ponyback Brigade enters warrior. the battlefield or is turned face up, put three 1 1 red goblin creature tokens onto the battlefield. This card is like just
0: a really good card. It's just a
1: really good card. It's a 2 2, but it has morph and it unmorphs for five. Well, this so is it's just like a deranged hermit. It's just like, uh. It's deranged hermit and siege gang commander. Yeah, I was like, a ranger. Yes. And it's a goblin. And it's a goblin. This card is just really good. And it's it's a common.
0: I mean, I would just want to play Mardu if I opened this card. Yes. Yeah, I think this card's pretty good.
1: Yeah, this is one of the cards I'm aiming my death frenzy for. Like, ah, game four. Kill all your stupid guys. Yeah, this
0: card, and it has sweet art. Who did the art?
1: Martin Zug. Zeg? Zug.
0: Well, whatever his name is, the art's good. All right, let's keep going.
1: Uh, Rakshasa Death Dealer. So this was the
0: mana manodeprieved, uh, uh, preview card. Yep. And people were like talking about it, like they liked it a lot. I don't like this card at all.
1: No. It just seems like uh, it just seems like any kind of like guild mage.
0: So it's like it's it's uh, Golgari yeah. for a two-two, and then Golgari gets plus two plus two, or Golgari regenerate it. It's just like a super shitty putrid leech, right? Or like a pretty shitty river boa. It,
1: it, it's it's fine. I don't think it's going to see playing constructed. You'll be pretty happy with this card in limited if you can be like predominantly these two colors. But like, even if you look at like if you look
0: at this, and like people have a hard time beating this card in a fair fight in a long game. But then just compare yes. it to um, like what's the cat's name? The three three cat for two. Fleece main lion? Yeah, you just compare it to Fleece Main Lion. Like, Fleece Main Lion, if you untap with that guy, Blue White Deck loses on the spot pretty much. Right? You're just like, X-proof Indestructible, good game. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, like it just like rips through all of their cards. Right. This is just like you have to leave up Golgari every turn, and it's still just a 4-4. Yeah. I mean, it's just not it's just not what I want to be doing. I mean, you
1: can do it multiple game. times in a turn, but whatever. Sure. Right. Uh Rakshasa Vizier. Sounds a little better to me. Two and uh, Sultai for a Cat Demon. Whenever one or more cards are put into exile from your graveyard, put that many plus one, plus one counters on Rakshasha, Vizier, uh, and it's a four-four.
0: So he basically is Dirkwood Boris to start, but then if you start delving, then he gets bigger. He
1: can easily be a 10-10, the turn you untap.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I hate these kind of cards. They're super not Patrick Chapin cards, you know. Sure. Like you need all this other stuff to be going on and he's just not that good to begin with.
1: Okay. Right? Not, you don't so you're not expecting to see this in Hawaii.
0: If it were 6-6 six, six for four to start, then <laughs> I would we could start having a conversation. Okay. But it's not remotely. Or if what it had I trample. Be. Not even. No? It's just dirkwood boars. Alright. Right? Like at dirkwood boars you need to be batterskull. You know what I mean? Like sure. that that's the bar.
1: Uh ride down R White. <laughs> so uh, Boros for an instant destroy target blocking creature creatures that were blocked by that creature this combat game trample until end turn.
0: so um, this is
1: just like I'm gonna guaranteed get my guy through for damage
0: I mean that's a limited card right yeah oh it's for like sure a limited card weird or thing that's it
1: yeah not not something you could see
0: I, I don't really like to play cards that require my opponent to block
1: <laughs> sure Sage of the Inward Eye is she, this
0: better than the Mythic we didn't know. I think it is yeah
1: Two and Jeskai for a Jin Wizard, flying whenever you cast a non-creature spell, creatures you control, gain lifelink until under turn.
0: I mean, it's, for what it costs, its baseline is five for a three, four flying. Yeah. Well below the bar for what you want. Sure. And then its ability is, if you've got other stuff going on, this card is still just worse than cards you would want to play.
1: Do you, you think it's better though than the other card? No. No, you think the other card's better than this? I mean, I think they're both comparable. Sort of Comparably bad? Yeah, yeah. Sagu Mauler.
0: I don't even understand this card. Simic
1: 4 for trample hexproof. And it has, it's a 6-6. Six, six,
0: morph for 5. And it has
1: Morph for 5.
0: I don't get this card. He's just good, right? He's just like a guy. Like a he's pretty a good big, morph. He's a pretty big guy. pretty big morph. All right.
1: How big could your morph be? I got you on a 5-5. Five, five. Ha it is a 6-6. Six, six.
0: I mean, like, terror your morph. Well, Hexproof. I mean, so I was thinking, like, it's Simic Sky Swallower, right? For yeah, one yeah, less mana. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know.
1: I, I just play it face-up a lot of the time. I yeah, see. I just,
0: I don't, why would I morph it? Like,
1: <laughs> Because you want to make a drop, you want to, because cards are cards, and you need to play something on turn three. I, I
0: think, like, if I'm in a mode of my life that cards are cards, this is one of the cards I'd want to preserve unless I was monitored.
1: Uh, are you perhaps more interested in a Savage Knuckleblade?
0: Why yes, I think Savage Knuckleblade is crazy good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, so on teamer. the topic of things that I would pay more than three mana for, Savage Knuckleblade. So this just costs
1: teamer. Yeah. Ogre Warrior four four. So this is like compares comparably to a Woolly Thoctor. It's got one less power than a yeah. Woolly Thoctor. but the wait, same relevant mana cost. Except well, this has two G. Savage Knuckleblade gets plus two plus two until end of turn. You can only do this once. Uh, to you, return Savage Knuckleblade to its owner's hand, or our Savage Knuckleblade gains Hasten to turn, so you will actually be paying more than three for this a lot of the time.
0: I pretty much like the R thing on this. So it's just, I like the body, four, four, for three. You play it on turn four, you're just in for four, which is sweet. And then the other two abilities I could give or take, but I bet they're good sometimes.
1: Right, you could, I mean, you could, you can just play this on turn three for four mana, yeah. too.
0: And your opponent won't attack you. And then, like.
1: No, no, it, I'm saying you can play it on turn three for four mana. Oh, yeah, because right, you're green. like, well, for carry sure. added, whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter.
0: So, but I think that, like, you have a ton of games that you're playing where your mana flooded and you just have, like, seven mana in your play and you're like, all right, pay for four, pump for green. Yeah. Got me? I got you. <laughs> right? like, or uh, maybe you don't pump for green, right? Yeah. You just leave up your blue so maybe they've got to remove them.
1: Just, just a, a, a card that demands that you kind of deal with
0: it. I mean, this is just, like... Of all those games that all of us know about playing where you're in top deck mode and you have a million lands in play and it's unclear who's going to win, there's few cards I can think about realistically playing that I would rather
1: draw. Uh, Secret plans. So this costs Simic for an enchantment. Face down creatures you control get plus zero, plus one. Whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, draw a card. I love this card. I'm going to first pick it in many drafts. I'm going to debate between this and Trail of Mystery in a pack until time expires. It's going to be the first time I've ever not made a pick in the allotted time I'm given. I mean, uh, they're
0: really trying to push that morph is good enough with this yeah, card, yeah. right? Like...
1: Which do you like better, this or Trail of Mystery? Which
0: one's Trail of Mystery? So, Trail
1: of Mystery is green one. Yeah. And it says whenever you play a morph face down, you can search your library for a basic land card and put it in your hand. Trail so of Mystery, all your, for sure. Trail of Mystery, yeah. All, yeah. Your, all your morphs become Borderland Rangers.
0: I mean... You knew the answer. They literally all become rangers. All
1: your morphs become Borderlander, yes.
0: Rangers. It's going to be my new favorite card. I'm going to play that <laughs> card at G1, and then I'm going to use it to cast my red-blue red, X card. <laughs> These are all my favorite cards put together. Yeah. I think this card is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, in limited, this card's insane, actually, because there are just turns where you both just play morphs for three turns, and all your morphs are two threes, and all their morphs are two twos. Yeah, I like. it. And then it. every time you unmorph, you're just like, "Oh, look, a card." Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Trail of Mystery also says when you unmorph a creature, it gains plus two, plus two it's end of turn.
0: I won't be unmorphing any creatures, and they won't be Borderland Rangers anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, Sidisi Brood Tyrant, one Sultai for a Naga Shaman, three three. It's a legend. Uh, I'm probably Mythic building rare. a commander deck around this card.
0: Yeah, I could have predicted that.
1: Uh, when Sadissi Brood Tyrant enters the battlefield or attacks... Or attacks. Put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from your library, put a 2-2 Black Zombie creature token onto the battlefield.
0: I mean, there are just decks like Green White or whatever that if they can't deal with this card very well, like, it's just gonna utterly hose them, right? It's just setting you up for delve. Yeah. Like, and... The problem is just a 3-3 three, three for 4. It's like... We just talked about a four 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 three yeah yeah
1: I agree I, mean, I, I just I, I, I mean th- theoretically this is five men for four four right like you're gonna you're gonna get a two-2 two when you come to the play
0: yeah I, I just I feel like oh you know what and all these token creatures are gonna work well with convoke right and there's like two good convokes in, in this like you play both uh Court of calling and then the black one that is like a re- reanimation card to be right. probably pretty good with this strategy. yeah 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 I can see this yeah.
1: um, but, uh, This I'm art is sweet still
0: Yeah, it's awesome art I still don't want to play a 3-3-4-4 three, three, four, four. I'm really skeptical about that But again,
1: that. I mean And if you have any But remember, you have Scry I mean, obviously, I don't know If you're going to be able to Scry that turn You're going to be playing it a turn off But like you get to look at some cards you, you get to have some knowledge of What your deck is looking Are we like We
0: all guys Our deck is all guys Oh, yeah But then we're not getting Delve bonuses
1: We'll, we'll see All right uh, Siege Rhino. So this card
0: is. This
1: card bonkers. Is ridiculous. One white, black, green. So one in Absan for for a Rhino. Trample, awesome. Four five, awesome. Uh, when I Siege just rhino, don't
0: understand how it has this line of text. When
1: Siege Rhino enters a battlefield, each opponent loses three life, and you gain three life.
0: So. Going into Pro Tour Charleston, is this a,
1: is this is this, this a. Is
0: Probably the best card in the set.
1: Is this card go into. Um, what you call it? Uh, nah, I can't think of the card all of it. a sudden. Artifact, search up cards, modern, defining.
0: Oh. Birthing Pod? Yeah, Birthing Pod. No, nah, I don't think they want to gain three. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot more bigger numbers than three. But I think it's probably the best card in the set. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Preparing for ProStar Charleston almost every team but not the winning team or not Tomohiro Saito's team thought that the card Loxodon Hierarch was the best card going into the format almost every team had four Loxodon Hierarchs yeah, this
1: compares names. very favorably it's to very
0: Hierarch. favorable, to lo- actually a much better card than Loxodon Hierarchs Loxodon Hierarchs gained four this is drain three right turns how out how
1: happy would you be if at least Scott Vargas played this card at Pro Tour what, what, he's here.
0: suddenly teaming with Patrick Shambin I mean like well,
1: Cheon is going to this Pro Tour with him so he and Cheon can get the band back together
0: so, it turns out
1: the band of elephants. That the
0: best card, the best creature card in the format was actually a card that very few players played, but I played it in my more or less uh, super awesome deck, bat deck, which was blind hunter. Blind hunter was a two-two flying for four right. that drained for two, and then had yeah. haunt drained for two. The reason it was so much better than um, lockdown and hierarch was yeah. all these tokens. Lockdown and hierarch never actually got in. But the Blind Hunter got in for a ton, okay? So, like, this card is a four, five, and it drains, and it's gonna get in because it has Trample. Right. And I was gonna play a red-green deck that I showed you earlier today, and now that I think about it, I think you're crazy to play decks other than this. I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could play this guy on turn three pretty reasonably.
0: At least two different ways. Yeah. Right. And it's just super powerful, super mana efficient, like on the on the traditional, the traditional costing vectors. And I mean, it's just a card you would want to have in multiples. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so legend. powerful.
1: Yeah. I love this card. Uh... I think. Uh, so
0: you're saying that the that the pro tour is standard yeah but i'm playing in an open the week before the pro tour
1: there's always an open the week before the pro tour
0: oh, i guess there's always an open right yeah yeah yeah. i think i'll play this what about this mon acceleration genesis hydra deck
1: yeah i think that that's sweet i mean i think there's another card that i want to ask you about i'm curious that i think i might even like a little better than genesis hydra yeah but we'll get to it in a few minutes uh snowhorn rider this is the Tamir version of the common morphs. So, six mana to cast, five mana to unmorph. morph Five-five trample. Five-five trample.
0: Not good enough for Yeah. How
1: about Soren Solemn Visitor?
0: It's got to be my favorite card. So, Even though it's black. not the best card, the reason it's got to be my favorite card is I have a new TCG player token coming out, and it's 2-2 two, two Flying Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will be playing this card for the next two years. So Just so that you can, can play your tokens? So I can play me. But, it, so, freaking Tom Ross is one of my favorite players. Also has a new 2-2 two, two Vampire token coming oh, out. Oh, So... Um, you know, and he's much better than I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he two,
0: looks better, which is not surprising because he's more handsome than I am. Two,
1: two white-black for four loyalty. planeswalker, plus one until your next turn. Creatures you control get plus one, uh, plus zero, and gain lifelink. Minus two, put a 2-2 two, two black vampire creature token flying onto the battlefield. And then minus six, you get an emblem with at the beginning of your, each opponent's upkeep. That player sacrifices a creature. I mean, I
0: don't even like this card that much. Like, spitting out two vampires is pretty good. It's Like delayed blast two vampires um, I think that the plus one is it's pretty good if you guys fly right, right? like it's not even that good if you guys don't fly uh, you know it's not permanent right right and I think that the ultimate is just pretty easy to get online right you only need two acti- you know, two blocks will get you into the ultimate I mean, range which is that's really powerful pretty, it's
1: a pretty brutal uh, place to get your opponent Right.
0: Yeah. So unless they're playing a token strategy which i think a lot of people will be
1: sure sure uh salt high ascendancy so I, I actually think this card's really powerful i i i think it is on paper looks like the worst ascendancy it's like
0: the second worst ascendancy i think
1: but man it's so at the beginning of your upkeep look at the top two cards of your library put any number of them back into your graveyard and the rest back on top of your library in any order so it's like this like scry, except that instead of pushing cards, you just feed your gal or your graveyard strategy or whatever.
0: I think this is a really powerful card, right? Yeah. It's like very I do too. Sylvan library-ish. Yeah. And if you have anything that's coming out of the graveyard, like I mean, obviously there's no flashback right now. But if there were, it would
1: Well, there know. is there is a, a pretty insane creature in black.
0: Oh yeah, you can rebuy from the, the graveyard. The blood
1: soaked guy. Yeah, I like, like that guy a lot. That card, the card I think I think that card will be the most played card in in Honolulu.
0: I think the four or five the 4-5 Siege Guy yeah. is crazy good. Yeah. Like, I... And I'm just... T- I think you would rather play the 4-5 Siege Guy in a ramp deck than in an aggro deck. The reason is, I hate the inconsistency of aggro decks that are green because you don't want to be in the situation where you have all this stupid mana right. and, like, a bunch of little guys. But, yeah,
1: I, lo- I love this card. I love, 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 Yeah, love And
0: you can card. play it with your... Sidisi. Yeah, your Sidisi. So, yeah. speaking of which, is Saltai Charm.
1: Saltai Charm. So, it's also Saltai to cast. Choose one. Target... Destroy target monocolored creature, excellent ability. Destroy target artifact or enchantment, excellent ability. Super versatile card already. Uh, and then draw two cards, then discard a card.
0: Very livable.
1: This card is this card is fantastic, right? Just yeah,
0: it's a good card. It's going
1: to get played. Uh, Sultai Soothsayer, two five for five. Pretty.
0: Sultai Mono with two.
1: Yeah, two two and Sultai for a Naga Shaman. And then when Sultai Suitsayer enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard.
0: Um, I mean, super kind of interesting, fun cube card, I think. Sure. Uh, probably, if you're in Sultai, you'll want to play this Unlimited. I don't think it's strong enough for construction. Right.
1: The the only place I could see a card like this is if... This I could actually see, like, as a birthing party oh, right. type card. Like, if you just needed, you know, more...
0: But you're never going to do this instead of kiki jiki at that point, well, right? Well, because
1: it's five, right. I'm yeah, it's just four not going to happen. Yeah. No, no, of course not. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. so... I, I love this card but I don't think it has a home uh, Surak Dragon Claw
0: I think this card's really good
1: 2 and team mirror for a 6-6 six, six human warrior legendary creature he has
0: flash flash can't be countered
1: creature spells you control can't be countered other creatures you control have trample
0: I mean this like this guy's good I mean he's so much better than the Jess guy. <laughs> yeah
1: no this guy is insane if he's just like
0: 5 mana for a 6-6 six, six flash can't be countered, that would be pretty good, right. I think, right? And then it, all your other creatures can't be countered? And your guys get trampled?
1: Yeah, this guy's just great. How many of
0: them do you play? That's the question. Two? One? Two? two. Uh, how many Yevas did Brian Kibler play? Three? <laughs> I
1: don't remember. Uh, Ascendancy.
0: I think this card is just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah,
1: Fires of Yavamaya so red, blue, green um, creatures you control have haste Whenever a creature with power 4, greater enters the battlefield, under your control, you may draw a card. So, you know, I can Dragon Claw, draw a card, give it, Has Haste, get in for 6 with Trample. Oh, other creatures. He doesn't have Trample. Interesting. Um, Teamer Charm. So now...
0: Also the best charm. The Teamer are just stacked,
1: I think. To, 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 target creature you control gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. It fights target creature you don't control. Bonkers so ability. When in, your guys are huge. Yeah, get in, get in the ring with, with Serac.
0: So I like how a lot of the charms have a way to destroy creatures.
1: Yeah, target spell, counter-target spell unless it's controller based three, So, so it's mana also mana leak. Monologue. And then creatures with power three or less can't block this turn. So it also bones token strategies.
0: Yeah. So for like it's it's very uh like a hero of Oxid Ridge. Yeah yeah yeah. In yeah.
1: That way. yeah. Uh, trap essence also teamer mana. Uh, counter-target creature spell. Put two plus one plus one counters on up to one. Target
0: creature. I Unlikely this card sees a lot of play, I think. It's so inflexible. Yeah. In the same mana, you have a monitor. Like, lead.
1: you'd rather just monoleak play, yeah, yeah. right? And have the ability to yeah. do other stuff.
0: Or also in just red-blue, you could do the red-blue X. Right. It's also, if you want to counter spells. Josh, utter end. Uh, I think this card is, like, super overhyped. It's exile target, non-land permanent. If you could hit lands, I would at least entertain it. Um... Four mana for a pinpoint four, removal. Four
1: mana instant that hits Planeswalker's artifact. But Like, the problem is, I feel like this card gets, like, scooped by the charms. Which, like, some... I mean,
0: it just gets... It's, like, it's more mana than just a banishing light. Right. You know how many banishing lights I own? Like, eight, because I forgot that I owned a set. And I, so that means I just have eight unplayed banishing lights. Because I won't pay three for this ability, let, let, let alone four. Okay.
1: So, but but you think, obviously, it's going to be... You know, you can see like two of them.
0: It's not unplayable, but I'm going to sneer at people who are playing it.
1: Okay.
0: Do you think that's fair?
1: That's fair. What, what do you think about villainous wealth? It's crazy. This might be my favorite card in the set. Yeah, no, this is like the
0: greediest Magic the Gathering card ever. I mean, I actually just saw this card and I'm like, how could I just make a deck that makes a big X?
1: X Sultai target opponent exiles the top X cards of his or her library. You may cast any number of non-laying number. cards with converted mana cost, X or less from among them without paying their mana cost.
0: So, first of all, if the X is big enough, you just kill him. Okay? It's just like stroke you for lethal. Okay? Yeah. Right? That's one thing. But then you just get all of his stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, if this were an instant, this would be like the best card in the history of magic.
1: Yeah, this, this card, I mean, you could quicken it.
0: Not anymore. Yeah, well. Does it say when you can cast and you have to cast on this turn?
1: Uh, I, I think when it says you may cast it as part of the Well, oh, you of get the... it as
0: a trigger. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you have to do it as a sorcery, but
0: who cares? So, so, I mean, the the game I like to play with cards like this is, how much mana do I have to put into it before it gets interesting? So, 4 mana, stinks. 5. Okay. 5 mana, you think? No,
1: no, no. Not 5 mana put into it, but like, I think you have to put 8 into it for this card to be great.
0: So, at 8, that's, you're milling 5?
1: You're exiling five, and you're going to be able to almost certainly cast anything that is in their deck.
0: I mean, at nine, it's really <laughs> good, right? I mean, I just think this card's just. Think about all the decks we'd be willing to play, right? Yeah. Like, Titan based decks. You just, like, do this and then get their Sarkin Dragon Speaker. Yeah, I... You know who this card bones the hell out of? Magic the Gathering players. <laughs> Can you imagine Reed Duke being armed with this card?
1: It's like, what do you do? Like, what do you do after this card resolves?
0: Okay, I got it. I, I got it. Make a deck. It's called Triple X. Yeah. It's got this card. The
1: mind swipe. The mind
0: swipe. The Genesis Hydra. And Man. it's just the, the it's just the the top eight Magic trifecta.
1: I, I I I can't get over this card.
0: But the thing is, Genesis Hydra is not going to be good with this and
1: No, no, no. Or like how do we? You know, like you could just, you know.
0: Is there a different X we can play for? <laughs> triple X? Well, listen,
1: there's a there's a burn, there's an X burn spell in the side. Part of
0: calling, isn't an X. And
1: there's red X. It's just red X, deal X damage. So we can play that. And then four, four color X. Quadruple X. Quadruple X. Okay. Uh, Warden of the Eye. This guy,
0: like, he seems two, like he's having a good time.
1: Two Jeskai. If I agree.
0: He seems like yeah.
1: he's having a good time. Yeah. Two guy He's put on a dance recital, I think.
0: No, he's like doing the tree mode. Yeah. Right? He's like, he's like in yoga class. You just don't see his yoga trainer.
1: Um, I mean, this card's pretty interesting, right? I mean, he's yeah. scrivenery. Yeah, he's,
0: uh, he's like, what's that card that. uh... Archaeomancer? No, Nuklavi. Nuklavi. Yeah.
1: When Warden of the Eye enters the battlefield, return target non creature, non land card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's a Planeswalker. Yeah. I and mean, he returns a Planeswalker. He regrows a Planeswalker when he comes in. I don't,
0: I don't pay five mana for this effect.
1: Correct. Uncommon.
0: I don't pay five mana for this right. effect.
1: Uh, Winter Flame.
0: Something tells me I like this card.
1: One blue R. Choose one or both. Tap target creature. Winter Flame da- deals two damage to target creature. I was wrong. What? I said I like this card. I'm like, yeah, I was wrong. You don't like this card? For constructive? You don't like tap that creature, deal two damage to that creature? Jilting them, you mean? Yeah. A three mana jilt? How is this card not good?
0: Cyborg, you think?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know what deck it's going on, but I mean, this card's obviously just clear the way, like tap that, kill that, untap, do something. Okay.
0: You like it? I like it sideboard, maybe.
1: Okay. Uh, we've already talked about Zergo. Zergo so this is a,
0: a good, a good example of a, of a wedge card that's overpowered. Right. Way better than most of the other wedge cards right. we've seen.
1: 7-2, seven, seven, haste for 5 mana.
0: So we pushed 2 hours on this. So you actually want to go back and talk about any of the cards we think are over, overly good?
1: Uh, so, Helm, Helm, Smasher, Helm
0: Smasher, I think,
1: is great. I love Villainous Wealth.
0: Uh, I, But, question mark on whether or not it's actually good, right? I don't care. But I love it too.
1: Um, Utter End, overhyped.
0: Uh, Teamer Charm, very good. We
1: like most of the charms.
0: Teamer Ascendancy, excellent. Teamer Ascendancy is great. Sora Dragon Ball, I think, is good. Uh, Soul Side Charm, very good. Soul Side like Ascendancy, I, I think, think it could be
1: good. I think people are sleeping on the card. It's very Southern Library ish. Soren. I have to play it. <laughs>
0: See, Drino is my favorite card. You think in this the,
1: you, you like this better than everything else we've talked about?
0: It's just, like, super the best, right? If you want to talk about the you, Patrick Chapin strategy, say, which is really I, the Mike Flores 2009 strategy.
1: You seem very Abzan. You think? Yeah.
0: I think I'm Teamer.
1: I think you're Abzan, man. Yeah? Yeah, you like a lot of Abzan cards. I love Sedisi. Uh, I, like I think Secret, Secret Plans is good. But, you know, how many morphs are you going to play in Constructed? I think it's. I, I think you find a way, Right. Maybe, Sav- maybe maybe once the next set comes out and we have some more
0: Savage Knuckle, but it's excellent.
1: Yeah, Sagumaller I mean, I feel
0: like it's probably excellent because it's you know how many times do you beat Civic Skyswaller and beat that card.
1: Yeah, Ponyback Brigade. I think they might be just good. You think for constructed? I don't know. It's a two-two. I mean,
0: for first of all, it's one more mana than Goblin uh, than a uh, CGN Commander. It doesn't have the pinging ability. Right. So like, think about I, it like I that. I agree. Mine's Swipe, You're excited. I'm about. all over that card. Uh,
1: um, Mardu Charm, Mardu ascendancy. ascendancy,
0: Mantis Rider. I like a lot. Jeskai Charm.
1: I mean, I mean all the charms.
0: Most of the ascendancies. Should... I I think the Jeskai ascendancy is pretty bad.
1: Okay. Do you agree now? I don't think. I think it's a little weak. I think it's got best art though.
0: Uh, Ivory Tusk Fortress. I like. I don't think it's as good as as uh, as the the four drop version.
1: Right. Ice Feather Aven.
0: Excellent. Sweet
1: card. Fly, um,
0: flying crane technique I think is just Oh wait, you know what? Do you think I'll like, dune wow, blast now? I'm so if I'm impressed. if I'm if I'm Abzan, am I blast? You might Doom Blast. I guess you just gotta be who you are, man.
1: Crackling Doom we think is excellent. Excellent, sure. The Chiefs are fine. I think Butcher, of the, Horde's Butcher the Horde's pretty good. Butcher the Horde's pretty good. Bear's Companion pretty good. Uh Armament Corps eh. uh,
0: No ankle shanker. Benefins
1: are the foremost I guess I really am Abzan. Uh, not Abzan guide, but you like Abzan charm, and you really like Abzan Ascendancy.
0: So I'm Abzan? I, think I, th- I thought I was just going to be cruel. Yeah. I was planning to just red-green ramp it. Um, so, uh, do you want to close this one out? Do you want to yeah. talk about the deck I, I, I sent you? or
1: No, let's close it out. I got, I got a lot of TV to watch. But we'll, we'll, uh, We, we got, got Sons of Anarchy yeah, I know. It, I know.
0: How The opening season opener last, year was, uh, didn't last didn't week see, was...
1: I didn't see it yet. I got to watch it.
0: Well, you, you got to get home, dude. <laughs> dude, the new episode's on in an hour and a half. Yeah. It takes and, you like an
1: hour to get home. And the last episode was two and a half hours long no it wasn't so
0: a, Catherine couldn't stay yeah. up the whole time she's like how long is this episode I wouldn't tell her the truth yeah. right because it was it was going from like 10 until 1230 right yeah. but I stayed up and watched the whole thing the back half of it is just like you know how uh, what's his name Nerdist does Talking Dead they yeah. just have a Talking Dead episode oh, and they attached it in a oh, single okay. unit oh, okay. oh. Um, but it's Woo. just like yeah no, it's only
1: was it good the episode five stars. Okay, and among
0: the best episodes. I mean,
1: it's like it's exactly. The, I got home yesterday. Got home at midnight. Haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Can I just so like I'm literally going I'm home. I'm not today.
0: gonna like super spoil you. I'll tell you like the first thirty seconds, right?
1: No, that's, I don't want to know.
0: That? I get, what if I say? What if I say it to no, you guys? No, and Brian can either. hear. Don't
1: tell them either. They'll, all right, they'll tweet it at me.
0: Um, so I guess we. I guess that was gold. So it's all of gold. Then no, we'll just do the regular colors next week. You want to do no, that? No, we
1: can do it Thursday.
0: Thursday. Okay. So oh, we'll so, start. Start spitting these out to. Yeah. To KYT and these guys. Yeah, All right, send, I'll send this, this one, one out of Okay. Oh no, Thursday I'm busy. I yeah. will.
1: Uh,
0: right, we'll,
1: we'll figure it tomorrow out. Tomorrow we
0: could do something. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Thanks, everybody.
0: Bye.